Welcome to the Save Room, your safe haven for gaming news and discussion. My name is Kevin. And my name is Daniel. And this is episode 121121. I like that. What do you like better? I, I find palindromes very satisfying. Uh, a palin what? A palindrome. So it's something that could be read the same backwards as it can forward. Oh, shit. Like race car. Or the word saga. Oh, no. That's <laughs> well, sagas. Sagas! There we go. Yeah, yeah recovered. Fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> awesome. Well, hello, Daniel. Thanks for having me here, by the way. Uh, another episode of The Safe Room. We're going to be talking about news about video games. I had breaking news for you before the podcast. <laughs> and by the time that people listen to this, it will be the distant past. But there is a conspiracy on the internet for Halo fans. They think... On November 15th, 2021, that the multiplayer component for Halo Infinite mm -hmm. will release Shadow Drop during the Xbox celebration. My God. Wow. My God. That would be hype, though. It would be pretty hype. It would be pretty hype. Pretty hype for them. After a game that's, uh, would you say it's had a rough kind of development? I mean, it got delayed a fucking year. <laughs> a fucking year, Dan. Yeah, and there was some feedback and and memes about craig yeah who they they gave a glow up that craig's looking good craig's looking good yeah i think that's erasure though oh craig erasure yeah okay. we should they should really be like you know sending out like a love your body kind of message mm -hmm. with the halo universe instead they're this acquiescence to body standards arbitrary body standards i think is just terrible well we did the same thing with sonic nobody was like sonic erasure <laughs> well he was a fucking demon goblin from hell daniel we had to fix that that was horrible Those he teeth. had little fingies and teeth human teeth it was oh god could you imagine it, it reminds me of the teeth monster from channel zero just like all right teeth as far as the eyes can see i pretty I, horrible uh this is a side branch i accidentally did not uh unsubscribe to the what amc add-on oh fuck yeah Dude, I'm sorry. yeah on prime so yeah. but hey we still have access to channel zero so that's something <laughs> i was supposed to remind you yeah i didn't remind me so we have a whole month of amc access dude do you want to watch walking dead beyond the dead or whatever the fucking spinoff they're on now i have no idea are there three spinoff series i yeah so there's fear the walking dead mm. and then there's the one about teenagers which mm. i think is like the walking dead beyond thunderdome mm -hmm. or whatever i don't it doesn't matter. Who cares? Walking Dead got bad. It got bad. It got boring. We're coming on 11 years of The Walking Dead, and its legacy is just kind of like hmm, you know, a wet fart for me. Walking Dead got so boring that it's made other post-apocalyptic media boring by uh, approximation. Oh, come on, man. Why the Last no. Man canceled because it's just it's basically Walking Dead again, and people are like, oh, this is fucking boring. Plus, feel, the writing wasn't that good. I feel so bad for Brian K. Vaughn and that team because yeah. like he really stood behind that project and wanted it to be this thing for years yeah it was in gestation for like 14 years like what the fuck it was gonna be a movie and then every script really sucked because he said it was basically a parody like mm -hmm. if you strip out like all the stuff from like the series like yeah it had a great cast though and i wasn't like too offended by it but like it is that thing now where like if a movie or show tries to do like apocalyptic media it's like well we've been seeing it for 11 years with the walking yeah. dead and like we've seen every variation of it like oh what's the human element in the apocalypse it's like okay we've gotten it there we've gotten it in the last of us we've gotten it literally walking dead so many fucked spots. up so much it's and it's not just too. zombie media it fucked up post-apocalyptic yeah. media like it's all boring now well if you want to go back to the the fucking drawing board you want to go back to point a with it right yeah go read the road go read the road go read the road cormac mccarthy's mm -hmm. sad sad epic yeah Maybe one day they'll do, like, a fucking indie game about it. 
About the road? Yeah. <laughs> or about how a Walking Dead sucks? <laughs> <laughs> no, we don't want to see that. Yeah, there's plenty of Walking Dead games that suck, by the way. But not th- there's good ones, too. Mm-hmm. Telltale. Telltale. Good stuff. I mean, I've only played the one. The first season? Yeah. I played season one and, oh my god, maybe season two? Yeah, I played season one and two. I didn't play three and four. And then you played that DLC that came out for one, where it was like, here's little character vignettes. Yeah. yeah, that was... I don't think that had any impact or any... I don't even know why they made it. I, like, I think, like, one character was in season two, and it was like, oh, yeah, you're from that one game that was, like, not necessary to enjoy <laughs> at all. Yeah, I, I don't understand that one. Hmm. Yeah, you remember, it was, like, a standalone episode Yeah, 400 Days. Yeah, fuck hmm. it. Nobody talks about 400 Days. People don't, like, barge down the doors and go, like, remember, you remember 400 Days? <laughs> really just pivotal, essential to the Walking Dead mythos. It's something that always lingers in my mind, because, like, I remember watching you play it. Haunts you. And then, like, every time I think back to the first season i'm just like oh yeah there was that weird expansion and then that's where i dropped off i don't know i i own the second season because i bought like this telltale games package back when i got my ps4 yeah it was like five telltale games for 25 bucks which five uh tales from the borderland which is probably awesome. my favorite wolf among us awesome just haven't played game of thrones piece of shit I like that one. Fucking sucks. Uh, I I like it because it's got some unique parts, but then it tries to retread like the main story a little bit. And I'm just like, eh. Such a limp-dicked fucking adaptation. Yeah. It, it <laughs> put one of the lesser-known houses into the forefront for some reason. Yeah. I don't know. And then I think the other two were just the Walking Dead games. Okay, just Walking Dead. Yeah. Right on, right on, right on. We walked a very far away from this Halo news. Yeah. We no, went for a um, trot. <laughs> I think it, it could be possible. Like I was telling you before, it could be a reach, you know? Yeah. You don't know. Speaking of reaches, uh, is that's a that's a pun, right? Yes. Thank you. I love Halo Reach Wars. I got a letter, Daniel, to our <laughs> to our save room business email. Oh, really? The was it the save room boys at at Yahoo? <laughs> I forget what it was. And we still do AOL, actually. AOL. At, yeah, you got to instant message us to to let us know what's going on. Uh, I got a letter from the FCC, the Federal uh, something something, and they actually said that uh, our last episode. We're getting fined because it had some inaccurate and potentially harmful information about wax play. Oh my god! <laughs> I we I, had to we had to bring it up. Listen, here. listen. I feel like there was some some things that we talked about. Like I threw it at you out of yeah. nowhere. I was like, Daniel, teach me about wax play, yeah. and you know, I caught you off guard, buddy. You did. I caught you off guard. You don't do improv too much, right? <laughs> I try. I'm, I'm an improv machine. This is my like bi-weekly improv when we do the show. Right. Or like when I stream. Right. It's like, yeah, I could be funny and caffeinated at the same time. Yeah, you know how improv, like it's supposed to be on the precipice of the yes and. and yeah. Ours is like, please stop. <laughs> <laughs> That's our version Usually. of uh, it. There's something about the mic. I get mic shy where like I can riff better without right. the mic in front of me or like if it's yeah. hidden. Don't worry, I, this mic isn't here. We're just friends. Yeah. <laughs> We're just two friends in front of a mic. We're just friends. So but, I, got, I got some like... I don't. I, I guess I could call it gentle criticism from my uncle about it, <laughs> where he texted me just randomly. Uh, this was feedback from a fan. Yeah. I don't need you to like. Right. Yeah, like feedback from an anonymous this fan. Is a, this could have been from anybody. So we we because like, we're trying to show them we treat feedback seriously, no matter the source. Mm. No matter the source. He texted me a week after that episode came out, and he was just like, "It's a little awkward listening to your nephew talk about wax play sitting next to your daughter in the car." <laughs> and you know I, I threw some quick responses back i was like you know four years of listenership you should know that anything goes at this point the little finger emoji oh my god what does that mean it, like, is that a threat it's no i wasn't threatening him, threatening but it's just like you know um and first of all it's not, we're not talking about like it is infant daughters in the car like that's like she's she's an adult yeah she's yeah, an adult I think she's almost 20 there you go but then like i let it kind of 
simmer for a little bit. I think it was actually like a full day and a half. And I texted him back. I was like, so it was a bad episode then, huh? <laughs> I, I've heard yeah. different. I yeah. heard it was a great episode. Yeah, Dingo loved it. You know, Dingo loved it. It was long form nonsense, but it's true. it had some good moments in it. And it then had amazing had to, moments. Then we had to take two weeks off because you and I both got sick violently sick yeah. oh my goodness don't worry it's not the corona mm-hmm. i got tested i got swabbed nice let me tell you a story about getting swabbed sure i went to the local walgreens mm-hmm. right uh that smells like piss on the outside all right that's that's just observation about that walgreens um, i don't even think i've been into that one yet i have i yeah. bought wine there i've been on a wine kick all month because i'm becoming a wino well we had a agreement at the beginning of the month yeah it was called no beer november yeah and asterisks <laughs> three asterisks <laughs> three asterisks on that one yeah so he's switching switch over the wine trying to you know be a little more body conscious because all we do is sit all fucking day mm-hmm. every fucking day you want me to stand yes i could stand for this podcast i would love a standing desk but this is all besides the point yeah. so i i, 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 I jut a q-tip in my nose did the five swirl each nostril mm-hmm. came back clear free and easy now before you uh go like well why are you getting tested if you're vaccinated Spoilers, I am vaccinated. I just yeah. happen to get sick. Yeah. So I don't... Because I don't. you... Hey, listeners. Yeah, what's You up? can still get COVID sick if you're vaccinated, if you have your booster shot. And people might be like... It's called a well, breakthrough. Save room, boys. What's the point? And it's like, well, the point is, you know, <clears throat> doing it for yourself and those around you. Why shower every day, you stinky bitch? Right? Because it's your civic duty mm-hmm. to make sure you're not out there uh, poisoning the well. We all want to go back to concerts and fucking... Um, other, uh, events. A movie theater. A movie theater. Oh, restaurants. The things. A comedy show starring Dane Cook. <laughs> Actually, nobody wants to do that. I want to do that. Yeah? Yeah, Dane Cook, the hit star of Planes, the spinoff of Cars. Uh, yeah, we want to go back to our third places, mm-hmm. man. You know, because our second place became our first place. If you're working from home. A nightmare. Mm-hmm. A living nightmare. I want to separate myself from it, but I can't. You can't. I, I have no work-life balance, and the days bleed together. Right. All the days are the same mm-hmm. right now. But I don't have COVID. Getting That's better. Yeah. I got you very sick. Yeah, you got me sick. So yeah. this happened the night of Halloween. Halloween it happened on. The night he got sick. You know. And Did he kill again? <laughs> <laughs> but you were like streaming all day. You're streaming Resident Evil over... You were streaming Resident Evil over at twitch.tv slash the red herb. Hello. And you come off the stream and you're like, God, my throat hurts. Like, yeah. so it's just so raw. And I'm like, maybe it's because you've been screaming all day. You, you know? have to scream during this. You games. know, it's like a game you play like game. 30 times on stream, but you still got to scream through. It's a scary game. So I was like, all right, whatever. That's fine. And then that next Monday and then Tuesday, you're like, I don't feel so good. And you're like, I'm going to take the day off. You stayed in bed. You played Guardians of the Galaxy. Played a lot of Guardians. All day. All you beat day. it. We'll talk about that later. We will. At the end. Um, yeah. And then you got sick and... It took me another six days to catch whatever you had, even though like your bedroom is probably like 20 feet from my workspace yeah. and 10 feet from my room. It's yeah, all little, in a line. Yeah. Daniel has a little work nook, if I you do. didn't know. He's got a little nook with no windows and he's just in there with his own, uh, <laughs> I, I don't know what you would call it, his own personal demons. <laughs> I have my desk, my keyboard, my two bases, and then propped on top of the keyboard is this painting of a skeleton smoking a joint. Yeah. Yeah. That's, um, it, it vaguely reminds me of a Stephen King short story 
called The Road Virus Goes North. Mm -hmm. And it's about a guy that picks up a painting of, like, a skeleton driving a Camaro. Mm -hmm. And uh, every time that the guy, like, revisits the painting, the skeleton's on a different road, on a different highway. It's almost like he's coming toward him. That would fuck me up. He recognizes the roads. He's like, oh, my God. That's not far from my home. <laughs> That's what I think of when I see that, where yeah. I was like, oh, but, you know, he caught up with you. Yeah. It's going to have, like, <laughs> different things in its mouth that are, like, in my room. Yeah. The cat's going to be stuck <laughs> in the portrait. It's going to have a picture of, like, you know, my, my friends. It's going to yeah, have that, yeah. that Zelda statuette I bought, you know. Yeah. I don't have any pictures of people in my room. It's creepy. Because I masturbate here a lot. I don't want them looking. Well, you got to do the thing where you put the picture facing down. It's a lot of pre-gaming. Yeah. <laughs> when I got a boner, it's time to go. Fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I can't be like shutting the shutters and whatnot or whatever. What else happens Well, there? <laughs> anyway, I got sick. I, oh. I, I'm probably almost done being sick. It's, okay. it's been a week straight. Uh, I spent my last weekend in bed playing near, watching Curb Your Enthusiasm and just going through it. And then I had to go to work on Tuesday. And then I had a day of rest where I... Went to a concert and then just kind of slowly got better throughout the rest of it. Let me talk to you about that one part. Hmm. You went to a concert while you were sick. I did. Okay. Yeah. I don't think I would have made the same choice. I told myself. Yeah? <laughs> I was like, Kevin got tested for COVID. Yeah. Darren, I don't have COVID. You didn't get tested for COVID, though. I did not get tested for COVID. So you don't know. I literally have been home for the entirety. You could have COVID right that now. That you have been sick. <laughs> you, anyway, you went to a concert, too. You I did. picked up COVID at this concert. But yeah. at the theater... They had a pretty strict mandate of like, okay, vaccine cards right. or negative COVID test, one or the other. Right. Um, and then you had to wear masks the whole time. So. Did you did you bring your I'm a breakthrough <laughs> card? Did you show them I'm a breakthrough? No, Sorry, yeah, everyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My roommate got real sick. <laughs> but I'm good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right, right, right. So, right. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm on the uh, re- yeah. recovering end now, so it feels well, good. I'm glad you're on the up and up. And yeah. apparently um, a, a concert healed you. <laughs> it did. It did. You know? yeah. It's weird. I hadn't been to a concert in... In 20 months. 20 months? Yeah. What was the last show that you went to? Uh, that's a good question. I think it was probably a show you and me went to. Was it Mastodon? Uh, it was Between the Buried and Me and Sean. Right. But it was Between yeah. the Buried and Me and Sean. It was close. Like, yeah. almost the same. Man. It was the same, same yeah, yeah, yeah. fucking jurisdiction, yeah. right? Yeah. But I had been to, like, a lot of clubs after that. Like, um, Chop Suey. Like, a lot of, like, uh, like emo nights and DYCs. Right. You know, so meeting the chicks, showing off the beard, right? Something like that, yeah. Must be hard having to wear a mask. Like the like the beard power doesn't like break through for the for the girlsies anymore, huh? No, because they see the underside of it. They're like, "What's that that, that brown bushel?" Oh my and they, God. they just assume that you're a neck beard. Yeah, like walking around, like, "Oh, look at that neck beard." He probably has like an Amish kind of like. Yeah. There's two deal. things I don't the want chin people strap. to assume about me. One, it's that I'm a neck beard. Two, that it's Amish. that I'm a gamer. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I had a crisis of faith the other day, uh-huh. right? Where um, on my Tinder profile, I removed mention of video gaming. Okay. Because I usually like do that. We're like, I really like video games or something stupid like that, right? And we're like, ah, I want to play with games and your nipples. You know, wh- whatever it is that I put on there, right? And I, I took it out, and then like I had a conversation with Chelsea Hekabad, who joined me for the return of Heka Heka Herb the other day, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, it was Twitch's fucking uh, best epoch event. It's true. We streamed all fucking like day. nine hours of streaming. Streamed like three different games. It was great. Yeah. Uh, she, she was just like, no, you have to be honest. You have to know, let them know that like gaming is like your main fucking thing, mm-hmm. right? And I was like, oh, okay. So I had to re-add it, right? I'm proud to announce since I've done that, I've gotten zero matches. <laughs> <laughs> When I took it off, I actually got two matches. Oh, okay. 
<laughs> so I think she's wrong about yeah. being honest. I mean, you could try it again. Never be honest in the dating pool. That's what it is, right? Right? Is that the right lesson? Is this Never the right lesson? Oh, the FCC is going to fucking email us again. <laughs> I don't think they email you about random shit. They emailed me about wax play. They did. They said concerning the misuse of wax on bodies. <laughs> they mentioned that. Jesus Christ. All right, whatever. Let's get to an episode, man. Yeah, no, I, I'm glad you let us warm up the room for the roommate. Thank you for having a very casual, winding conversation, as we always do. This is a news episode, by the yeah, way. If the... I dropped the news. I, I, I made some additions to my dating profile. <laughs> I got COVID tested. There might be Halo multiplayer. This is all stream of consciousness. This is, we do it right. Yes. We do it right. If you want to get some fucking cut and dry boring shit, go to IGN, man. It's true. I mean, they do hard work. They do. Out there. When they're not getting lambasted for... Lambasted? I'll roll, I'll roll with it. When they're not getting lambasted... I have that word in the doc, too. Yeah, so do we, you really? We're, yeah, we're going to have to okay. revisit it pretty uh, soon. Yeah, when they're not getting like just like torn apart by the gamers for comparing <laughs> Persona 5 to SMT at every like review corner. Yeah, I, yeah. I could see how that would be just super egregious. Two Such games a- that are part of the same fucking franchise made by the same fucking people apparently are incomparable. Mm. Gotcha. Cool. Here's a challenge mode for you, right? Okay. Uh, try to write a Dino Crisis review without referencing Resident Evil. You would look like a clown. A <laughs> clown. I only have a super old example. I wish there was a better <laughs> a super <laughs> example than that. <laughs> like, what... what, what your turn. <laughs> For me? Yeah. Uh, that's a tough one. All right. Thinking of developers that make the same type of games. I don't know. Try reviewing Deathloop without talking about Dishonored. Boom. You know? Fucking crushed it, dude. You did it. You did it. It's I true. Did it. Try. It's just egregious. Come, yeah. on. Come on. Or try talking about Assassin's Creed without talking about Far Cry, you know? That's a little easier. Yeah. It's a little easier. I've read a lot of Assassin's Creed reviews that didn't mention Far Cry. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho. Yeah, let's get into it. If y'all didn't know who we are, we are, of course, The Save Room, the only gaming podcast that actually had to re-record all our episodes because of a rights dispute. Mm-hmm. They're all, uh, henceforth, The Save Room, Taylor's version going uh-huh. forward. Yeah, that's all for you Episode 121, the red episode. The red episode. On Spotify <laughs> or iTunes, Google Play, what's the other one? Stitcher. Stitcher. Apple There's Music. There's a big one that I'm missing. No, 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 that's iTunes already, right? Do we have to say, wait, wait, wait. Wait, there's another one. Uh, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify. Uh, SoundCloud? SoundCloud.com. <laughs> <laughs> is Phoebe yeah. Bridgers going to make an appearance on this podcast in I, her skeleton costume? I would hope. Yeah. I would hope. I watched her uh, make an appearance on an ASMR video. <laughs> Do you did, know? Did I see that one? Uh, it's Blitz. Do you know It's Blitz? Mm-mm. She's this this woman that does like face oh, massages. you did show me this one. And stuff. And I was like, yeah. look, that's famous person Phoebe Bridgers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she was just there like in heaven because yeah. of this face massage thing. It's great. It was very cathartic. So I get to bed sometimes. Other times the screaming <laughs> lulls me to bed. Uh, what else did we talk about? We're on Twitch. I said yeah. I'm on Twitch. Twitch.tv slash Red Herb. You're on Twitch.tv slash Dungeons and Daniels. Mm-hmm. You haven't streamed in like a month and counting. Do they still have to pay the bills or do they shutter the whole situation? I got a payout the other day. Mm. I got a payout. Nice. They give me that good, good Twitch money. I was like, oh shit. That fucking, that guap. That Twitch takes like yeah. what, 50% of? 
Absolutely. Fucking Twitch. Uh, I think it was like 30%, right? Mm. Yeah. I don't know, I've been hearing a lot of content creators scream about Twitch payouts lately. They're, what, like only like 0.0007% of streamers actually can make a living wage mm-hmm. off of uh, streaming? Yeah. It's not. Yeah. A, it's like not a job. The thing that a lot of people are asking for is like, <laughs> yeah. do not give us subs, just tip us. Because right. that's like 100% of that goes to the content creator. That makes sense. I, I turned off my dono stuff. Mm. I This is not my fucking job. That's fair. <laughs> it's that's not fair. a full-time job, and if you're going to donate, like I have links to a bunch of charities and shit that you should just donate to. Yeah, you got some good ones up there. You got uh, AAPI Awareness. Yep. You have the Black Lives Matter uh, .co card, right? I think I still have the P&W fund, mm-hmm. uh, the bailout fund on there as well. So yeah. just like if you ever feel inclined, like I, I want to tip this guy. Mm-hmm. I, do not, I, I don't need that. Put that tippage to a good cause. Yeah, I don't have any charity links like on my profile, but I have like um, through Nightbot, like a reoccurring link that comes up. Right on. Yeah. There you go. Doing the work. Yeah, try. Put in that karma. Well, listen, I probably would have streamed like this past week, but, you know, just being sick, I'm just like, I'm going to play video games offline. So mm-hmm. I, I therein decided to play Near Replicant for like 40 hours. Yeah. So You having a good time? I'm almost done. I don't know if that's like an answer to, are you having a good time? <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah it's it's a lot of work and grinding like i do adore the game uh all of its quirks its heart uh the combat you know yeah how they kind of revamped it from the you know original 2010 game it was really bad in the original yeah but they made it like automata so it's like yeah. super snappy and like i've i found in the latter part of the game where you become like older brother near uh i really like using spears mm. and uh two-handed swords because like you're pretty much like relegated like one-handed swords when you're a, a wee lad yeah uh, but you little, get like legit yeah but you get way different uh weapons as like yeah a, i like using the like the a, buster sword or the great swords that they have in the game yeah it's but good. i mean i'm having fun with it uh save for like the grind like so the thing about near and i'm not gonna spend too much time talking about this because we got a lot of news to get through um but oops, oops. <laughs> a lot of it is just like you're grinding through the main game to grind through all the different variant endings and the game has five endings so like a b c d and e and you basically have to do like certain like prerequisites to get the later ones uh one of them of which is collect all 33 weapons hmm. which i had almost done like pretty organically all i was missing was four but it's the point where you're trying to do each of the endings after where it always starts you from the time jump to where you become kind of like a, I don't even know, like a teenager or like an adult. I would, yeah. I, think, I can't really. Like he looks like he's 30. He's yeah. actually like 21 yeah. or something around that age. Yeah. So it's it's the second half of like the, <clears throat> the first game run and you always start from the same point over and over and you have to basically go through these six like major set pieces and boss fights to get to the the main ending every time and it's it's a bit of a grind um but i don't know i've just been putting on podcast and getting through it so yeah it seems to be your uh your fallback it's like if i gotta grind i'm gonna listen to a podcast and Mm -hmm. actually live my life and not be trapped by these video games yeah i mean there were a few things that i was grinding out on there was like a fishing mini game that i fucking hated at the start of it when i was playing in april i love it when you pick up a can instead of a fish i hate that really funny that's like that's a good joke this game feels like yokotaro is just laughing at us half the time i think yeah it's one of those games where i feel like the really fucking bad fetch quest or like mm. him just making a commentary on bad fetch quests overall yeah but you still have to suffer through it yeah <laughs> to like get through the game and get all the shit that you need uh yeah i i don't think automata has as much of that uh bullshit mm-hmm. uh as replicant does but yeah. then again replicant came out what like 
PS3 era. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it, Automata, which came out in, like, 2015, still has, like, you know, alternate endings that you have yep. to, like, grind for a bit, but... It's, yeah, it's not as, like, tongue-in-cheek with its JRPG-ness, right? Mm. You know, we're not going to make you do stupid tongue-in-cheek side quests just to do them. Yeah. Um, but, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm having fun with it. I'll be glad to be done with it this weekend. Just because it's all I've been playing for two weeks. Um, the reason I went back to it, this will be just a short aside, is, like, I'm trying to basically finish all the games I started mm. in 2021 that didn't that I didn't finish because, like, something else came up. Just so I can have, like, all the games that I want to talk about, like, in order for our Game of the Year conversation. Um, yeah. I finally finished Ratchet & Clank, Rift Apart, Platinum that. So, like, you know, I'm just going back through the catalog and, and doing the work, so. Doing the work. Yeah. Just really putting in that putting that games media work, yeah. you know? We're, we're games journalists is what mm-hmm. we are. And we have to journal our chronicles for video games right we do yeah, well you want to chronicle some news for me i do let's get into this by the way chelsea wants to be on the game of the year episode okay we've gotten other feedback that we should have more guests on our program which is always hard to do because like, our scheduling is like a difficulty i for us. yeah that's kind of the thing but like <clears throat> the game of the year one last year that we did i was like oh we should get a bunch of people for it and then it was just me and you so right yeah we got two people for so, it yeah i know I'm, I'm down to do like I think for game of the year, just for length's sake, like maybe four people max. Yeah. So if we want to get like another guest, we totally can. All right. You have one item that I want to save for like last. I don't want to talk about PS5 birthday right now. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So we have some soft news before we get into the actual written stuff. So give me a uh, number one on here. Number one, apparently, uh, you know, there's a Resident Evil movie coming out, Daniel. It's called Resident Evil Welcome to Raccoon City. And to, to really clear up the confusion for people, no, it's not the really shitty CG series that came out earlier on Netflix. Mm-hmm. And no, it is not the upcoming live action series uh, starring Lance Reddick that's coming out like next year sometime. Mm-hmm. It is an actual theatrical film coming out November 24th exclusively for movie theaters. Hmm. So you have to risk body and limb to go watch it. Uh, apparently the director of this film, Johans or Roberts, mm-hmm. famous for such hits as Strangers 2, Pray It Dark. I think they, it's Pray It Dark, right? They Come at Night? They Come at Night. No, that's a movie unto itself. Uh, and oh, then, no, you're right. Hold and on. then uh, 48 Meters Below. What was it called again? There was two of them. <laughs> he made two. Did he direct both of them? Anyway. Oh, yeah, no, you're right. Strangers 2, Pray at Night. Pray at Night, Pray at Night. He says, after Raccoon City, welcome to Raccoon City, he wants to adapt RE4 in some way. Or Resident Evil 4. The, mm. if, you, if you don't remember, it's the one game that has basically nothing to do with the rest of the franchise. <laughs> he wants to yeah. apparently take elements of that. It's about the movie. Leon S. Kennedy <clears throat> uh, being a veteran yeah. in, in the government and going on a globetrotting <laughs> European adventure to save the president's daughter from Ganados. He is a U.S. agent that goes to one part of the globe, so the trotting part doesn't really like <laughs> compute for this one. <laughs> he goes to Spain, where people apparently speak Mexican Spanish, which was interesting. I found that out. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, está. Yeah, you know the whole mm-hmm. thing. We'll, we'll we'll see if that jives right after Welcome to Raccoon City, depending yeah. on how they do this one. Right? I, I'd be interested. I don't know. There's a lot of other things I'd rather see you know, from Resident Evil 4 before a movie adaptation. Like, I want to see the rumored remake that's supposed to be yeah, happening. remake of the game. Um, and it came out in VR. On it did for Oculus. the Oculus. Yeah. The Oculus Quest. Apparently it's pretty cool. Yeah. But people were mad. They took out a reference to uh, Ashley Graham's breasts in it. And people were like, whoa, this is censorship. Wait, they nerfed her breasts? They took them off? No, the breasts are there. Okay. But uh, the character Luis doesn't make a comment about uh, her ballistics anymore. 
Hmm. And people are mad going, are you fucking serious? Are you fucking serious, Capcom? You fucking fuck this game. <laughs> fucking terrible game now. <laughs> Although I hear the VR version is awesome. Mm. Like they did a lot of good work uh, on that. It's really fun and interesting. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. So, yeah. I want to play that. Can you talk to me about a different terrible game? Uh, sure. We have Spider-Man is coming to Marvel's Avengers on November 30th. Now, uh, only for PlayStation consoles, by the way. They did not uh, go back on that decision. It is not. He is not coming to the Xbox or PC, unfortunately, my friends. Which is sad. It is sad. Uh, especially since uh, Marvel's Avengers is on uh, Game Pass right now. Mm-hmm. So, that, there goes that groundswell, <laughs> basically. But, they showed off the character a little bit in a little CG trailer or whatever it was. He looked a little stiff, <laughs> to yeah. be honest with you. But his costumes look fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, the base costume is reminiscent of the MCU one. And then it has cool stuff like uh, Iron Spider and Armored Spider mm-hmm. and him just as Peter Parker taking photos, <laughs> but wearing a Spider-Man mask suit. It's pretty cool. Nice. But uh, yeah, we haven't seen any like legit gameplay of like how he functions. No, it was like games. a semi-CG type yeah. trailer. Yeah, I'll get back in. I still have it installed. All 95 gigabytes of that game because they don't have the optimized space on the PS5 for some reason. I'm, I'm I'm back in, baby. I'm in there. Yeah, no, I still have it on my, my hard drive. I, I've been waiting for this. Yeah, everyone has, man. I hope it's fun. I hope uh, he's in there and he doesn't feel like a clone of the other characters. Like, I want him to feel uniquely like Spider-Man. And, you know, he's not going to feel as good as, like, Insomniac's uh, Spider-Man or Miles Morales did. Like, no. There's no way. That engine yeah. just can't do that. No. no, no. <laughs> and, like, that's, that's the definitive, happen. like, way to play Spider-Man yeah. these days. But, yeah, no, I'm interested to see, like, what his story is. I mean, I, I feel like they're going to reuse a lot of the New York maps with, yep. like, light reskinnings. But, I don't know. My, my worry here is that the through line of, like, the Tachyon threat and, like, uh-huh. that event is, like, not as interesting as it goes on. So, hopefully, they introduce him on a story beat that is a little bit more, I don't know, engrossing. Sure. Because, like, even uh, the Wakanda <laughs> stuff, it's like, oh, yeah, it's cool that Black Panther and, like, all of Wakanda's here, but it was the same shit where it's like, there's been a talk, uh, tachyon disturbance, you know? Robots have invaded Wakanda. Yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, no. makes sense. Very cool. Very do, cool. Do you remember um, Spider-Man's number one nemesis, AIM? Yeah. Yeah, you remember how AIM was just the worst for him? Yeah. yeah so he's been doing this uh, ever since A-Day. So, like, the five years in A-Day, he's been Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. So he's been a superhero for longer than kamala khan Mm -hmm. but uh, i guess he just didn't show up until now right you know we're even in new york in most of the levels right Mm -hmm. but it's like nah he's he's somewhere else he's in queens somewhere yeah (laughs) don't worry about it. he's delivering pizzas yeah yeah yeah. i was actually i laughed because the the cg trailer thing which they use like in-game footage Mm -hmm. they showed one corner of the new york map that is so familiar to me Mm -hmm. where like it's the garage where you have to shoot the button above it to get like the the (laughs) fucking loot chest in there and i I fucking laughed i was like that's the corner that you show (laughs) like yeah okay cool It, it speaks to the fact that this game will never get like compelling environment content ever you know like wakanda was fine it was good but it was basically it was basically the same shit yeah. <laughs> i'm sorry it, it just ugh. it's mainly the base that's like gorgeous to walk through you're like oh my yeah. god this is stunning and then like oh. you do some of the levels and you're like it, it feels like just kind of retextured levels that were already there it so. felt like utah but with like yeah. jungle in it right yeah. i was like wait a second <laughs> yeah but we'll see i don't think it's gonna save the game unfortunately and even square enix went out uh and said that the game was a disappointment for them yeah, that was pretty pretty rough. rough. They completely went for Crystal Dynamics on that one, and it, it I don't know, it's sad, like because I feel like that team is 
they're great. Like, you know, they did some really great games with the Tomb Raider reboots. Yeah. Remakes, reboots, whatever you want to call them. And I just feel like they... Boot they, make. They made a pretty good single-player campaign, but, like, I don't think they were just well-equipped yeah. or supported to make a games-of-service situation. Right. And, I don't know. It, it sucks, because I feel like they were put up to that idea, and they're just kind of left to live with it now for the next, like, probably year or two. It would have to be, like, a different game. Like, I, I think yeah. you could do, like, a Marvel games-as-a-service game and be totally fine, right? Mm -hmm. Like, we had Marvel Heroes back in the day. Yeah. That was basically Diablo with Marvel characters. Could have just brought back something like that if you really wanted that type of game. But, yeah, then... Uh, Put the wrong folks on the right job. You know sure. what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Sure. Well, I've got some news for you, Daniel. Okay. Number one on here. Hold back your tears, my friend. Valve has delayed the Steam Deck. Valve's portable gaming device won't be making its holiday 2021 release date, preventing PC gamers from leaving their homes. It's not a big delay, though, as the Steam Deck will arrive by February 2022, like every fucking thing else in gaming i think it's a lie we're being we're being fed a placebo not from valve specifically yeah. but by every company that's delaying shit in the february february 2022 <laughs> is like the new like when you go into a game retailer right. and it says like january like 2099 on it and it's like what when is this coming and it's just like a stock date that they put on yeah just it, so they can list the game well another thing is uh march is typically the end of the fiscal year for most of these corporations mm -hmm. i think that's the only like they're still trying to like tell their yeah. investors that their games are coming out by the end of the fiscal year and it's not going to be fucking true these games are going to get delayed into july <laughs> i feel like 70 percent of the games that are announced yeah. for february will definitely make it Elden ring feels delayed. like it's going to make it for yeah, especially with the beta thing coming yeah. out, like people getting their hands on it and seeing like, oh, wow, this is great. Hey, Miyazaki, I love you, but you, you didn't let us in. We wanted uh, to be a part of that closed network test. We didn't sign up. Oh. that That's it. We had to have signed up. Yeah. <sighs> Scrub that. Yeah. Sorry, <laughs> bud. Anyway, Valve says a supply chain issue led to thine delay. Quote, we're sorry about this. We did our best to work around the global supply chain issues, but due to material shortages, components aren't reaching our manufacturing facilities in time for us to meet our initial launch dates. End quote. Now, if you already reserved a deck, your reservation spot will be bumped up in accordance with the new release window. But hold steady, gamers. You'll get to play League on the Go pretty soon. Oh, yeah. that's nice. A little tie into to League because it's big it's, now. Cause I, yeah, because there's a Netflix show. Yeah. I watched I watched some of it. It's pretty fun. Yeah. It's good. Do you think that's going to be like a big entry point for a lot of people who haven't played League of Legends? To play League? Like, yeah. Um, like, maybe? Watch the Netflix anime, Arcane. Learn about Jinx and whoever the else fuck is on that. I, I think if you watch Arcane and think like, hey, what game is this based on? And don't know what a MOBA is, you're going to fucking hate what a MOBA is. <laughs> Like, I think you're going to be like, what the fuck is this? And you're going to hate the community even more. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think it's a gateway to pain. Yeah. I just want to warn you. Just just, just wait for more Netflix shows. <laughs> like, fuck off. But uh, are you sad that our our portable Gabe Newell machine is delayed? The gamers don't get their holy mecca of, of Steam on the go. I mean, the Steam Deck seems like a cool prospect for what it is right Especially, i think it's a cool piece of tech yeah, yeah exactly and like the steam library is big i forget what the specs on it we ran through that like a few episodes ago it's that, strong yeah it's, it's a strong boy strong thing it's a beefy it's a beefy machine that can run games and shit but this just felt inevitable right it's like okay mm -hmm. we were just talking about video games software getting delayed so it completely makes sense that a fucking piece of hardware that has all these components and microchips hey there's still a microchip shortage like all this stuff like 
yeah, it was going to happen, you know? Yeah, I think we're going to see a lot more of this. Um, I know the, uh, the other console manufacturers are talking about how it's still going to be pretty yeah. fucking hard to get a PS5 or an Xbox mm-hmm. well into next year because of these delays and shortages and X, yeah. Y, and the other. I didn't think this was going to be the big, like, stocking stuffer of 2021. I don't know. It's a boutique item, yeah. through and through. Like, there's no way you can trick me to think that, like, oh, yeah, this is, like, the 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 household Switch fucking mm-hmm. fighter or counterpoint. No, 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 no. no, no. no. I, the, Nintendo no. is still going to dominate the handheld yeah. console market, uh, especially now with the OLED reviewing. Doug so is, a, is a dom, yeah. for sure. Bowser's a dom. Yeah. <laughs> 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 but yeah, I don't. I don't know. Um, does this come as a shock to you? Probably not. Uh, my heart hurts mm. for Gabe tonight. I'm sure he's sweating. But uh, otherwise, no, I don't care. <laughs> like it's fine. I, w- I wasn't gonna buy one. Yeah. Uh, what, what, what was I, the price tag? Like six hundred bucks. Uh, it's it's got like different price points depending on like how much um, I guess RAM or storage it has. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think it starts at like three hundred and goes up to six hundred. Let me look real quick. Or uh, maybe four hundred. I think it was like four hundred was the, the starter price. Mm-hmm. I forget. Mm-hmm. I don't think about company pricing. Not anymore. Because I pirate everything. <laughs> uh... Steal it. This is from PCGamer.com. How much does a Steam Deck cost? Well, like Kevin said, it depends on the version you want. There are three different versions based on storage side. Storage size can't talk today uh it's 399 for the 64 gigabyte gigabyte version 529 for the 256 gigabyte version and 649 dollars for the 512 gigabyte version right on right that's on. crazy is it yeah because thinking about like the playstation 5 right which yeah. like comes with a terabyte of storage baked in right sure uh that console's 400 bucks right and then this is just like $649, basically $700 after tax for something with half the storage. And I, I get that there's a lot more specs. It, it does a bit more. And the library is baked in. From, like I said, it's boutique. From the start is is a lot. But it's just like, that's, that's a hefty price tag. But you also have access to about 500 times the exactly. amount of a library exactly. of yeah. video games. It's, it's kind of the same prospect with like, um, you know, an Xbox Series S or X where it's like, you know, if you buy into the, you know... Um, games fast you have all, like hundreds of games to okay. just fucking run with which is great um yeah but that's oh i don't know plus lots of porn on there lots of porn you have a lot of porn on yeah. there a lot of wax porn that we could watch oh yeah. you gotta watch out for what is that the, the right kind of uh material so you it's need? you want to avoid like very um like types of wax that burn like at a certain temperature right um i always recommend like avoiding scented uh candles Scented candles, yeah. avoid that, right? Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. You want like safe, like paraffin, safe wax. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about my response to the FCC right now. Yeah, like what sure. I'm going to say to him. I got a number two on here for you, my dude. Metroid Dread is on its way to a million units sold. Hmm. That's, uh, is that gold status or platinum status? Who knows? Million seller? I'm using, do, I'm using the record industry yeah. as like yeah. the benchmark. Whoa. They don't do platinums in, in uh, the Nintendo ecosystem. That's, that's Sony, Kevin. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. (laughs) Nintendo of America's Doug Bowser revealed sales figures for Samus Aran's dreadful return. Speaking with The Verge, Bowser said Metroid Dread sold about 854,000 units in the U.S. this October, making it, quote, the best start for any Metroid game ever. End quote. Now, if you wanted to know, the Switch itself sold 711,000 units in October. 44% of those sales belong to the newly launched Switch OLED, or OLED, 
the swold. The swolet, the swold didn't. Now, the Verge article also had some other Nintendo nuggets, including Bowser's response to the shitty emulation of Nintendo 64 games on Switch Online. His quote was, We take the feedback very seriously, and we're continuing to look at ways to improve the overall performance. End quote. <laughs> In response to the dreaded Joy-Con drift, Bowser said, quote, We've been making continuous improvements overall to the Joy-Con, including... The analog stick, end quote. A lot of bullshitty things like we hear you and we're working on it. Uh, not, nothing tangible. To validate you for once on air, you were right. Platinum is when something ships one million copies. My Gold goodness. Gold is 500,000 and then multi-platinum is two million. Is that records or is that like... Yeah, this uh, is it, like the RIAA certification for record sales. Fuck yeah, dude. And singles. So. Million seller, platinum. What's Red going to do? It's on Spotify. You can't buy it. <laughs> People are still buying that fucking People still buy that album? Yeah, the okay. Swifties go hard for, for Taylor. Gotcha. Yeah. Wow. All right. I. You know what? I should have a bunch of ex-boyfriends, too, that I can write songs about. I think I would be... I'd be the new Red. I'd call it Red 2, Kevin's version. <laughs> Red Redemption. Red, <laughs> Red Dead Redemption. So this is, this is great. Um, I had no doubt in my mind that Metroid Dread was going to be just a hot seller. Uh, it would have been $2 million if it weren't for all the piracy. <laughs> damn you, Kotaku. The goddamn space pirates <laughs> taking us. Yeah, that's, that's great for this game. Um, I know on the last episode, Daniel, Daniel gave his impressions on it. You're not too hot up on the game. It's okay. Yeah, I think it's good. Yeah, uh, it's just for some reason like it's not resonating with me as hard as it is with everybody else. And right, so I had estimated that I put five hours into it. My total game clock actually only says three hours. Oh my god! Yeah, so maybe I was just I don't know thinking I was spending more time with it. But I, you know, I'm about like three bosses in, and like you know, I'm still feeling the same way. It's like. It gets more fun for me and cooler as, like, my abilities expand as it does right. in a Metroidvania, right? You know? Like, you're playing Hollow Knight right now, right? I am. Like, how much cooler does that night feel when you could fucking zip across the level or do your double jump and fly, right? It's pretty great. Exactly. Uh, so like, pretty great. You know, as I'm making my, you know, uh, Samus more super Samus, it feels great. But, like, I'm just going through the same motions of, like, all right, well, here's another zone with another enemy, uh, enemy and here's just more stuff. But uh, I don't know. I'll, I'll finish it. I, I will. But. Right, so you don't have like the the super abilities for Sam. What is your predilection towards uh, modifying women? W- what's going what's... on there, bud? What? <laughs> Why Sam is out of the box? She's great. What's going on that you need to well, change her, her so intrinsically? They gave her physical amnesia, so like that's not my fault that they like <laughs> made her perfect out of the box. Ah, and they, Bowser they was symphony like, of night at her. Huh? What if we just fucking took away all of her cool <laughs> abilities and then you had to get them again? And I'm like, what the fuck, Doug? Jesus, yeah. these are some high expectations for the yeah. women in the industry. Did you see the advertisement of Brie Larson playing it, like, on her OLED? Yeah. And, like, I'm playing Metroid. Yeah, the, people are campaigning pretty hard Instagram. for her yeah. to uh, play Metroid in, a, like, a live-action Metroid thing. I'd be down with it. Yeah. yeah. There was one Halloween where she dressed up as the titular character. Right. And it set the internet on Metroid, Metroid herself. Yeah, Metroid herself. <laughs> Fuck yeah, dude. All righty. I got a number three on here for you, bud. Rockstar pulls Grand Theft Auto of the Trilogy of the Definitive Edition from PC. Immediately after the remastered trilogy's November 11th launch, Rockstar delisted the game from PC and took down the Rockstar Games launcher. Fuck, I haven't finished Max Payne 3. That's a problem for me. Mm. I, that does, does that mean I can't launch Max Payne 3? You need the launcher to fucking play games. Anyway, it wasn't until November 12th that the company explained why in a tweet. Quote, 
The Rockstar Games launcher is now online, but GTA the Trilogy, the definitive edition, definitive edition, is unavailable to play or purchase as we remove files unintentionally included in these versions. We're sorry for the disruption and hope to have correct ones up soon. End quote. Now, without a time frame for the fix, the collection remains inaccessible to the thousands of buyers that purchased it on PC. Rockstar did not specify which files were problematic across the three games. Data miners have speculated it could be due to licensed music Rockstar no longer has the rights uh, mm. to, for anymore yeah. to being a part of the code. That would do it. Others have guessed that the infamous hot coffee file still present in GTA San Andreas's code could be to blame. I I don't I don't know because like you you can't access it without fucking like data mining it. But it is funny after the controversy that they left it in there. If you don't remember, I don't know what that is. Uh, hot coffee was so it's a. <laughs> The original prints of the PS2 version of GTA San Andreas are actually mm-hmm. worth some money because they have some code for a, a scrap sex simulator in the game oh. where the main character, CJ, <laughs> can have sex with his girlfriend. And it's like a real like if if you uh, hack the game, you can access it. It's unfinished. It's broken. It looks terrible and it's not sexy, but it caused a whole media like controversy where they had to fucking stop printing that version and reprint the game for hmm. sale. It was a big headache for Rockstar back in the day. It was, it was fucking bad. So it's really hilarious that that code's still in the fucking game after, like, did you not learn? <laughs> anyway, what's odd is because the game actually, it would push it to adults only, which makes yeah. it unavailable for retail anywhere, like Walmart and shit. Anyhow, what's odd is that Rockstar hasn't taken similar steps to block digital sales of the trilogy on console storefronts for PlayStation, Switch, and Xbox. It, it's weird. What is it about the PC edition that is okay for the console editions like what the fuck so console players can attest however that pc players aren't missing much the definitive edition of the trilogy is marred with game-breaking glitches performance issues and heinous character models the remasters are apparently based on the mobile ports of the original games and review code wasn't given out before release perhaps this is a ploy to sell even more copies of gta 5 by scaring fans away from the older titles but Jesus Christ, what, this has been a disaster. What it could be is that maybe like they're afraid of like you know PC mm. players maybe data mining even more or, or like pulling stuff up that console players can't. I don't know. There's so much weird about this situation. So it wasn't Rockstar that developed the remasters. It was Grove Street Games. They're the guys that actually did the mobile ports originally, which now it makes sense that they're just upresing the mobile versions yeah. for console and uh, PC. The other thing is that they are not confident that they can just patch the game to the extent that they fucking took these games, like, took the game off for sale on PC. Like, there's something there where they're just like, we don't know how long it is to fix this, right? Uh, So there might be, like, a significant amount of code that they're just, like, very petrified about, like, it getting out there. Mm. It's fucking weird. It's such a weird situation. And compound that with the fact that the game is, like, just a really shitty remaster. Like, holy God. The funny thing about this, too, is, like, I was looking at a thread uh, from SkillUp um on twitter yeah yeah they were just talking about like the whole situation how much of a tire fire it is uh, but they quoted strauss uh, strauss zelnick on it where they're like oh yeah uh we don't just port titles over like we remaster things and this is very much a clear like contradiction of that where it's like no you ported the mobile version called it a yeah. remaster and they also delisted the original versions yeah. of the gta games on like steam so because you know the idea going like well why would you need those if the definitive edition's out there the definitive edition is garbage. 
is part of the problem here. Yeah, I've been seeing like people stream it and looking at screenshots of it, and it looks like a demake. Like it looks pretty rough. <laughs> yeah, I, I would imagine. Uh, I, I've seen like the comparisons. Like here's the original character model versus like what's in the the remaster. And the remaster is just like what the fuck happened? Mm-hmm. Again, it's all coming into focus. It's the mobile port. Oh my god, mm-hmm. the mobile port came out like what? Like fucking like ten years ago? Probably yeah. <laughs> like it was forever <laughs> ago that like for iPad and shit. Oh. What a well one I'm glad I didn't pick this up. Mm-hmm. Two I probably wasn't going to anyway. Like mm-hmm. I don't I, like I have enough fucking I'm working on Far Cry 6 right now. I don't need like three open world games from like 30 years ago mm-hmm. to like enjoy myself. Uh but it is sad. Like yeah. cuz cuz I'm sure there's a bunch of fans out there that are like, "Oh man, finally Vice City and GTA mm-hmm. 3 are out there." And it's like obviously not definitive editions of these games at this point right so that's sad that sucks i wonder how this happened i wonder if it was just like an issue of just like get it out the door right it's so bizarre too because Mm -hmm. like take two as a company is like swimming in money yeah from gta 5 alone strauss is right yeah so and like they they did a pretty good remaster, or they're working on a remaster of it for the PS5, right? Oh, uh, the GTA Five, yeah, 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 yeah. That's coming out next ish. So it's like you're willing to put like a lot of muscle, uh, you know, into like your best selling title of all time. Like I totally get that. Yeah, don't but, fuck up that game. But it's like you have the resources to give this love. Instead, you botched it. You, you spilled hot coffee all over it. Oh, you know? that's a gamer reference. Yeah, I don't know. yeah. I it's it, it's a mess. It's a it's a pretty embarrassing mess i mean although we've seen things like this in the past before my most my favorite example of all time is the silent hill 2 and 3 remasters where they didn't even have the original code anymore because like it just happens like those are the ones on ps3 right yes yeah Yeah. uh the xbox edition of a 360 they never patched it they patched the ps3 edition they never patched 360 because it was just too expensive to do so so they just didn't Hmm. So it's still a broken version of the game if you ever play it. Like, if you play the backwards compatible version on Xbox, it's still broken <sighs> to this day. Uh, another one that comes to mind is actually the Halo Master Chief Collection, where oh, yeah. just the notion of having the online infrastructure for four different games working at once in one package was always destined for failure in some <laughs> way, right? So that game had a bunch of fucking launched woes. Uh, the game was, like, just... Uh, almost no, i wouldn't say unplayable like the single player is fine it was um people just couldn't jump in the lobbies and the the they got server drops left and fucking right for months on end months on end with that so it's mm-hmm. like <laughs> bringing back these yesteryear games is, is quite the endeavor that needs like a lot of care and i think part of it is like you know game or publishers are like yo this should be an easy, like, just a swap job, mm-hmm. right? Like, so they don't d- d- dedicate, like, enough resources to it. They're not blue-pointing these games, mm-hmm. right? So you end up with shit like this. Yeah. It's tough, too. Like, you're doing three games. Yeah. It's not like you're doing, like, a definitive, like, you know, one of just Vice City or San Andreas. It's like, yeah, uh-uh. three different games, like, from a similar era, but, like, there's just a lot of moving parts there. And you're working with 20-year-old code. Oh, my yeah. God. <laughs> yeah, I gotta imagine if, like... How much of that source code was still intact? How much of that they had to yeah. fucking rework from the ground up? Yeah. Well, obviously, because they ported over the mobile versions, it's like, yeah, you're not even using yeah, like, exactly. most of the original code. That's Yeah, that's sad. That's a, it's a sad state of affairs for the old GTA fans, because now it's just like, just don't waste your time. Go play GTA Five again. Yeah, that's kind of my takeaway from the whole thing, where like, 
some of it looks, you know, wacky and silly and shitty, and, like, the memes are, are really funny of it, um, but, like, it kind of made me want to play GTA V, which oh is, my like, God. it's working! Yeah, <laughs> maybe that was the whole thing, where it's, They're like, yeah, doing it. let's fucking throw a shit bomb over here so they turn their face the other way, you know, and, Got it. you know, I don't know, it's, it's a weird tactic, but. Yeah. Um, do you think there's anything they can do to salvage it, or is it just going to be one of those things where they release it and they walk away and that's just going to be it? It sounds like they, uh, well, they're in damage control, right? Like, there's people that pay for the PC edition, and if you're not giving them refunds, like, fucking, you need to have a make good here, right? I, I don't know what the refund situation on Steam is. Usually, um, publishers and, you know, store accounts, like, they, they fucking tighten up real quick, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Like, I, I wonder if enough people ask for a refund on PS4, uh, if, like, Sony's like, all right, we're going to cyberpunk you bitches. Get the fuck off our store. Jeez. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, that's rough. Um, but yeah, obviously, like, they gotta work around the clock to fix this, because, like, mm-hmm. it's a blemish on the Rockstar reputation, which is normally a sterling mm-hmm. reputation, uh, I think. Normally. No- normally, yeah. right? You don't... D- depending, you know. Yeah, like, Red Dead 2 didn't launch, like, a disaster scenario, and usually they say, hey, the online's coming after, because they're, like, they know that that shit ain't gonna work on launch day. <laughs> yeah, the disaster scenario for Red Dead Redemption 2 is the stories breaking about Crunch. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, it's a yeah. whole different thing. The game came out and it was like, oh, this is pretty good. There's funny glitches. Right. Whereas this across the board seems like it's very disappointing for people. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that sounds like the you know. situation right now. Um, mm. uh, kind of a, a sidebar speaking about games that have been delisted. Did you see that Konami delisted Metal Gear Solid 2 and 3? Yes, because yeah. they had uh, footage of actual warfare yeah. that they don't have the rights to anymore, so they had to delist those. Uh, well, they renew the war license. <laughs> Just go make your own war. <laughs> make a new war. Or yeah. How hard is it to find some public domain fucking like World War II footage? Like what what's right. going on? I I have no idea. What it's like seventy years and it becomes public domain? Um yeah, if you don't like renew any licenses or yeah. something like that. It's something crazy like that. Isn't Dracula public domain? Konami doesn't own Dracula. <laughs> yeah, so whatever. Well that sucks. See, this is this is a problem with keeping games um this is i wouldn't say a problem this is a difficulty with uh the continuity the preservation of video games as we march on through technology is that we have a lot of old school deals a lot of very like you know big record company mind mind share thinking from back in the day that's fucking over things you know years down the line going like oh yeah you don't own this anymore well what are you gonna do with it (laughs) nothing but you don't own it, <laughs> so you can't sell it anymore. Like that kind of shit. I'm still waiting for Ubisoft to bring Turtles in Time remake back. Where's that? Where's that? <laughs> yeah, it took them ten years to do the thing with Scott Pilgrim versus the World <laughs> yeah. The game. Yeah, so and they they literally did the bare minimal with that. Yeah, that's what I hear. Right, they just kind of like ported it, basically. Yeah, it literally is as it is. It's the same game from like eleven years ago, and oh, I I don't know. I didn't really enjoy it as much as I could have, unfortunately. Yeah. I wish there was something like more of a protection for these older games in mm-hmm. some way to be like, hey, no, there needs to be like some version of this available, even if it isn't for sale, just for like preservation's sake, right? Mm. Just like out there so that we don't like lose these titles or don't don't have to deal with the fact that something that was uh, released in one state in 2001 mm. has to be like demonstrably changed in 2021 because of some fucking footage. I remember um, Final Fantasy VIII for the longest time had struggles getting like a port or remaster because uh, I I think it used licensed music or something, Mm -hmm. something stupid like that, and they couldn't do it, and they also lost a bunch of the code. Yeah. (laughs) Like, (laughs) fuck. There should be like laws to protect that shit. It's like, these are like, they are artworks, you know? Like, 
And it's also like credit to the people that made it too, yeah. right? To have that just like to dust. Like, oh yeah, I got I got this game on my resume that you can't play or see anymore. Well, it's <laughs> one of those things too where there was such a period of time before like, I'll put it at like the PS3, Xbox 360 era, where like games came out and that was it. Like you might see like an emulation of it elsewhere or like on a collection. Like I always think of like all the various iterations and emulations of like Mario and Sonic, but that was typically it, right? Like we weren't seeing a lot of like, oh, we're going to do like remake, uh, remaster ports or stuff like, you know, around the clock, like we're doing more regularly these days. So mm-hmm. it might've been one of those things where back in the day, like Squaresoft was just like, uh, yeah, we're going to put out Final Fantasy VIII and that's going to be it. That's going to be it. Yeah. And you know, the, but the industry's changed so much with that, right? Because there's such a... Uh, an itch for nostalgia and you know wanting to milk the cow you know where you can with certain ip well look at the film industry too um yeah that's true we got the phrase cutting room floor because literally when they would cut footage out of a film they would just throw it on the fucking floor Mm -hmm. they didn't preserve it they didn't say we're gonna save this for a director's cut on blu-ray yeah they fucking just threw it on the ground and said fuck off this is done this is the the cut of the movie that's gonna be shown right like that's crazy right to us now we're just like what there could be longer versions of my favorite media. And then we get, like, all the different variations of, like, the Star Wars movies that we got. <laughs> oh, my God. Fucking Star Wars, dude. Yeah, we didn't talk about any of that Disney Plus shit. <laughs> oh, that's fine. We don't need we to. We don't need to. Anyway, I got a number four in here for you, bud. The Pokemon Company knows fans want more mature content. You know what I mean? I want to see that peek of pussy, you know what I'm saying? I, <laughs> oh, I want yeah. to see Ash's mom fuck whoa yeah. bud i want to see ash's father he needs a role model <laughs> there was, there's that one pokemon that like everybody thinks is sleeping with ash's mom it's not mr mime it's one of the other ones i don't know i'll have to look it up could be mr it'd be funnier if it was mr mime <laughs> well here's the story as the Pokemon franchise has grown into a media empire over the last two plus decades, so too have its fans grown into adults craving more challenging children's games. The long-standing criticism from the longtime fans is that A, newer titles are too easy, and B, the mainline games haven't evolved much since their inception. What you're looking at? Who was it? <laughs> no, it's it's one of the first things that uh, you, Mr. Mom? you search, and there's so many fan theories about it. Where it says, Ash's mom's companion, Pokemon, is a Mr. Mime, but we have reason to believe the two of them might just be a little more than friends. Oh my god. That's from 2020. So it is Mr. Mime. Yeah. Fantastic. Grizzled Pokey Trainers, also known as 30-year-olds, have lambasted the Pokemon company for being lazy, that's the word, There's over the, word the, the years. Speaking with Axios Gaming, what the fuck is Axios Gaming? Anyway, Pokemon Company's J.C. Smith says he hears the shit you're giving them. Quote, We hear it. (laughs) And I think the creators definitely understand that there's a desire for maybe something. But we try to focus on making the core accessible to everyone. End quote. This situation seems uh, like simple arithmetic. Pokemon became a world-renowned series by developing kid-friendly games. So they're going to keep making kid-friendly games to stay successful. (laughs) That doesn't mean spinoffs won't serve appetites for different experiences, like the upcoming Pokemon Legends Arceus. But given that the formula has worked for 25 years straight, it's probably best that fans stop holding their breath for a reinvention. Okay? That's a little... This this is... I, I speak to you with love, Pokey fans. You're aging out of the franchise, and I know that's really hard to, like, deal with, but, Mm -hmm. like, look at the product that you are demanding more out of. It is for kids, and it made them money because it's for kids. Mm -hmm. Dog. 
Like, what conversation are we having anymore? I get it. Maybe we'll get your hard-boiled fucking MMO Pokemon with, like, complex RPG mechanics. Mm-hmm. That's not going to fucking play well with the, the crowd that, that Nintendo and Pokemon Company want to sell to. Mm-hmm. That's just the fact of the matter. Yeah. So the best you can hope for is these spinoffs that might give you something, right? Remember back in the day they did uh, Pokemon Conquest? Mm-hmm. Little Nobunaga's Fury uh, spinoff crossover? That was good, apparently. There you go. I think you'll see more of that, but you're not going to see the mainline series turn into, like, I don't know what the fuck. You're not going to get a Final Fantasy 16 out of these guys. It's not going to happen. No. It's literally always going to be the same thing of, hey, we're going to dual launch a, you know, um, a black and white version of the game. Right. right? You know, different legendaries on the cover and it's yeah, hot be dog a, and hot dog bun yeah exactly yeah, yeah. well hot dog and hamburger oh shit that makes yeah, more sense a pretzel and a pickle <laughs> it's always going to be that thing of like we're going to do this main thing where you start off in a region you were iterating on that new you know generation of yeah. pokemon um and then you go out and be a trainer right and i think that's totally fair um this series has been in full swing since what 96 um yeah 95 96 yeah yeah i was 10 when i first started watching pokemon and you know got into some of the peripheral games like pokemon stadium because i never played uh the main ones because i didn't have a game boy but the thing is like it's one of those series that just you know we got older and it stayed the same right if you want more mature, you know, turn-based RPGs, there are other games for that, right? Yeah. You know? There's other games actually yeah. made for the yeah. intended audiences. There, there's SMT, there's Persona, there's yeah. other JRPGs that I can't SMT name. has plenty of Pokemon fucking exactly. mechanics it's in it. It's literally the go, same go, go fucking, fucking play thing. That. You already have a Switch. I know you have a Switch because you're complaining at the Pokemon company. Yeah. <laughs> but I think there is a, a nice thought that maybe with, you know, Arceus Legends that that could be a darker tone series, you know, that explores different aspects yeah. of that world. Well, it's interesting. I don't even think that these fans want a darker tone as much as they want it to be, like, much more complex as a game than mm-hmm. it is, because it's obviously for fucking children, yeah. right? Uh, they they want something uh, that is not, again, not going to play well with its intended audience, right? Mm-hmm. This is people's starter Pokemon, and the thing is, every iteration that Nintendo has made and Pokemon Company has made is always built with the intention that there's going to be a new audience of fans yeah. rather than I'm building it for the people from 1996. Mm-hmm. You always want to be onboarding. Yeah, exactly. Because that's what's made them fucking super popular, super famous. And just by the very virtue that you're still buying them while simultaneously complaining means mm-hmm. that they that's still equates to mm-hmm. success, man. It's just harder for them. In yeah. fact, this guy was quoted as saying, like, yeah, our team uh, has to have a thick skin because of the feedback that we get. Leave the Pokemon company alone. I think it started with uh, Sword and Shield, where they were just getting fucking grilled for like every little asset leaker. Dexit, yeah, Dexit was the whole thing. Where it's like, you know, the the Pokemon company is being lazy because they're not putting all fucking eight hundred Pokemon in our game, and it's like, guys, chill out. What is happening here? It'd be interesting to know because I mean. I have been looking at it similarly, Hmm. and maybe the outcry is not as loud. But like a, a franchise like Mario, right? Like. Fans accept that as being like, you know, this new Mario is going to be its own thing and it's going to be, it's a different take on the collectathon or the different take, you know, in the 2D space on the 2D platformer or different take on the party game. People just accept it and that's totally fine. Mm. You know, I think some Nintendo franchises get really easy passes. I don't know what it is that like Pokemon fans are like 
more outspoken about or why they're more outspoken rather um i mean i will agree that like pokemon hasn't been through as many permutations as mario has like mario has literally jumped dimensions and recontextualized itself while still being mario yeah. which is really cool right like you know sunshine versus galaxy versus odyssey they're these 3d platformers that honestly do really cool things with their mm-hmm. genres and then you look at pokemon which is it's a collect-a-thon you start in a town yeah you fight like for badges it's the same thing every fucking time i get that yeah i think right? the only way you could do something like drastically different with it is like mirror it off of like modern like jrpg franchises yeah. right like try and do something in the, in the vein of like a final fantasy like you're always gonna have your starter areas and this is the hero's quest and you're doing the thing but like hmm. how do you make it more interesting thing is it's like it's just pokemon like you know it's, it's pokemon dude. It's, it's not the deepest fucking you know franchise so yeah. i don't know why people are getting so bent out of shape because they want deepness it. from this franchise and i'm just like but this ain't the franchise for that like it's, it's it feels like a weird conversation to have right yeah. where it's like i feel like you're not getting what i'm trying to say which is you're wanting something out of this that it's not going to give you and you're mad because of that fact mm-hmm. you need to break the circle <laughs> You need to break the circle and say, I need to move on for Pokemon because I've aged out. Mm-hmm. You could still be a fan and still enjoy it and still be like, hey, this is a thing. But I think it's a really just kind of a, a weird, skewed perspective to pick up like Sword and Shield and say to yourself, what the fuck, man? How come this isn't like landing for me at 31? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. like, well, I could I have a few hints for, <laughs> for yeah. why that might be. <laughs> the thing, too, it's like the games often mirror like the anime right yeah where it's like the anime is doing the same thing that we were doing in kanto and johto back in the 90s ash has never grown up ash has never fucking grown up he's still fucking getting his gym badges he's still taking down fucking gym leaders it's still the same fucking thing where's his dad is mr mime really cucking the mom who knows you think it's a cuck situation like i feel like if you're that dad's been gone for so long that it's just Mm. like this (laughs) we don't really get the backstory on it and that's what i want doesn't he? Wasn't there like one episode where a guy shows up and it was like, "Is that his dad?" <laughs> and even Ash didn't know if it was his dad or not. Maybe Ash doesn't know what his dad looks like. Listen, I would do the same thing if my dad showed up like thirty-three years later. I'm like, eh, "Are you?" Would you <laughs> challenge him to a pokey battle? Oh yeah, <laughs> I would fucking throw a copy of Sword and Shield at him and be like, "I'm fucking, I challenge you, sir." Wow, who would win? I'd kick his ass. What if you had all the time in the world to develop the strongest? team imaginable every pokemon feeds into the next like a like fucking chain link on a fence (laughs) i mean then it could be my greatest uh you know antagonist to date i just i'm asking you are you prepared to be the very best the best there ever was i am and i'm not gonna complain about it on the internet as i do so you have to for are you not a fan if you're not complain, maybe that's it. Maybe I'm not a Pokemon fan anymore. Oh my god! Yeah, I think I, I've I've long established that I've, I'm not like a Pokemon fan. I'm a, an appreciator, yeah. of it, but like I haven't played those games in like such a long time. I like one Pokemon, Pikachu. Pikachu, yeah, Pikachu. He's great. He's got little rosy cheeks, and lightning comes out. That's so fucking cool. Just, I even yeah. think about like yeah. Pokemon Snap, right? Like having played new Pokemon Snap. You played that for like five minutes, right? Yeah, it was like an hour. And it's the same thing where it's like this kind of feels like the same game from 20 years ago. Yeah. With slight like, oh, we're going to add more items that you can interact with or or different like biome cycles. But like it's still the same fucking shit. And I don't know. I don't know what it would take to like really spruce up the franchise, you know, 
Hopefully Arceus does it. Uh, if not, give us a fucking Detective Pikachu game. Let us go. Let us go hard PG-14. PG-14. And, you know, fucking uncover a murder. Beyond 13. You know what I realized a long time ago? What? Daniel? Um, you can't go home again. With Nintendo games, I, I realized a very long time ago, honestly, like uh, two generations ago, that I was never going to feel the same about Nintendo games and Nintendo franchises as I did when I was young because I've aged out. Like, I've aged out. Even if they come out with like this new fucking revelation experience, I'd still be like, yeah, I'll play Mario for a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, and like go back to the other shit that like really suits like my interest and the things that I want out of games. And that's most Nintendo games for me, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I just, I think to myself, like, that looks cool. It's probably not going to land for me because it's like not built for me specifically. It's built to prey on my nostalgia in a way. And we, they hope that they get my sale in that way. But it's not built to feed me in the way that like other modern video games from other, you know, manufacturers or companies do. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, I'm not going to I'm not going to go to Nintendo for this is a weird example for a Far Cry. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to go to Nintendo for from software mm-hmm. right like it just because it's nintendo they're not going to give me these experiences they don't feed me anymore mm-hmm. in the same way that i haven't fucking picked up metroid dread because i'm like oh i know i'm gonna ha- like have your reaction mm-hmm. i'm gonna be like i wish i was playing hollow knight yeah <laughs> you know and i feel like this this epiphany needs to happen for like a lot of people that are just getting they haven't broken loose mm-hmm. and are just getting angrier why they're still so hungry why am i starving nintendo every release is lazy and i'm just like I think you're the lazy one. <laughs> you're not lazy for walking away. Yeah. yeah. Get on out of there. I I would say it's it's uh, much more work to develop a game and have thick skin, quote, uh, against fans, quote. Yeah. Uh, it's really lazy to just complain on the internet, right? Like, you, a lot of time it feels devoid of serious criticism and it's just people bitching just a bitch. It doesn't even feel that good. It doesn't. Do and people it, still get endorphin rushes from just complaining on the internet? Maybe. I don't. I don't do it. You never complain? Not really. What do you got to complain about, though? This is your hour. I can have things to complain about. No, I'm saying, what do you have to complain about? Like, I, what do you have in you? Right now? To, I, to complain about. What do you want to complain about? I guess is the question that you're looking at. I don't know. I've been watching a lot of Curb Your Enthusiasm, yeah. so I could find anything in the air to complain about. Oh, yeah? Know, in that way, but, yeah, I don't know. Right on. Um, yeah, I, I agree with you. Like, for you and me, um, we've aged out of nin- Nintendo's ecosystem for the most part. Their for the most games. part, yeah. We go back for the nostalgia fixes, right? You know, that's why I got Nintendo Switch Online, because I was like, I want to play Ocarina of Time again. You know, that's why I got... Um, that 3D Super Mario All-Star, All-Stars thing. I played two minutes of that bitch. Yeah, because I was like, I want to play Sunshine, Galaxy, yeah. and Super Mario 64 again. But again, it's just like, I do it for the quick hit, and then I'm back to my PlayStation. Yeah. Because there's something about those games, you know, and we could say it about PC games, we could say it about Xbox as well, where there's the modernity of it, right? Where these games are engaging in a different way that Nintendo games no longer are for me. Um, and there's a lot of other things keeping me with it too, right? I don't know. Hmm. Can't go home again. Can't go home again. We've lost our way. Yeah. Or maybe we found a new way. Always steadfast forward. Hmm. That's what Mario taught me. <laughs> you always got to move to the right side of the screen. Left side's the wrong way. I hope that's a, a line that Chris Pratt says in the new Mario movie. Can never go home. Yahoo! Is how he's going to sound. <laughs> I'm Mario! <laughs> <laughs> I got a number five on here for you. The Game Awards will have 40 plus games at the show, but it won't have 
NFTs. Thank God. Ah, yes. Non-fungible tokens have become the talk of the internet. If you didn't know, NFTs secure two things. One, a false sense of ownership over a thing purchasers did not create. And two, the heat death of our planet. (laughs) In an interview with Epic Games, because I guess they're consolidating games media too. I think that's so fucking weird. Epic Games is interviewing people. Jeff Keighley said, quote, we're not doing any NFT stuff. End quote. Now, it's unclear if Keeley's based stance is one of opposition or just a statement of fact that should be amended with the words, this year. The Game Awards, gaming's best commercial outside of E3, has always walked a fine line between fan hype and corporate supplication, with companies like Ubisoft and Electronic Arts making commitments to incorporating NFTs into their games in some vague fucking fashion. It feels like a matter of time before they'll want to advertise this folly. And what better stage to do it than a Jeff's video game jamboree? The last NFT-free Game Awards (laughs) is airing Thursday, December 9th. Yeah, I think it was a pretty glib comment for something that's like, ah, I don't see you outright saying NFTs are stupid as shit uh, because there's a bunch of fucking corporations that you kowtow to on -hmm. the daily because that's basically your job to have the world's most interesting commercial happen every year (sighs) to make them happy. (laughs) So, you know. Because, like, EA is out here going, like, we're going to incorporate this in the game. We don't know how. We just know that we want to. And what that tells me is um, these companies want to say the thing because it's a hot buzzword that investors are like, what's your NFT plan? Mm -hmm. What's your decentralization of monetization plan? Like, bullshit like that, Mm -hmm. right? Even if they – literally, these companies are saying, we have no idea how we're going to do this, (laughs) but we want to get in on this fucking buzz Mm -hmm. regardless of the uh, harm to the fucking environment that the whole blockchain situation does, mining for blockchain and storing this shit does, right? Mm -hmm. NFTs are really funny to me, dog, (laughs) because... It's one of those things I hate and simultaneously don't understand the fervor for. I don't understand the fervor. And the thing is, like, when people say, like, I don't understand it, it, it's, like, not a lack of education. It's because the concept doesn't make sense. It doesn't. It doesn't. Because what you're you're buying is a line of code Mm -hmm. on a service called blockchain that says, Daniel's the owner of this fucking piece of art actually you know what that ownership entails you can't print that art on a t-shirt and make money Mm -hmm. because there might be rights and distribution deals that the actual artist owns and navigates themselves through their own contracts Mm -hmm. your nft doesn't negate or override that at all Mm -hmm. so you own well essentially nothing you own nothing you own bragging rights why Mm -hmm. would you buy that and why would you also harm the environment to own that bragging right Mm -hmm. because it's the future and that's the other thing too, right? They're saying like, "Oh, it's going to replace money." Um, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> like, where it's it's going to be all cryptocurrency? And it's like, well, why would you spend something that is uh, supposedly accrues value over time? That's not how money wor- works. Wait, what? <laughs> like, why would anybody spend this this money that's apparently going to be worth way more tomorrow than it is today? I mean, that's the stock market. Oh, that's true too. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's what people have been doing since the fucking what thirties. So that that's so it's just new stocks. Yeah, it's it stocks for fucking millennials. All right. <laughs> so, uh, but I'm talking about cryptocurrency, so that's different than NFTs. Yeah, yeah. But why are they in the same conversation usually? Just because they're both digital? Yeah, it's digital. It's the the kind of fervor for that hype. Like, yeah, the, we're doing the futurist thing, right? We have cryptocurrency that I'm going to be a crypto millionaire fucking come March. Like, that's pretty cool. And then just the idea of having this kitsch thing that nobody else has is just like... I, it's like you said, it's the bragging rights of it, right? Uh-huh. And the problem is, like, 
none of it looks cool. It looks like garbage art. Yeah. It looks like garbage renderings of things. Like, I always think back to the Oscars. I think it was, like, in April or whenever when they were giving out, like, Chadwick Boseman uh, NFTs in, like, kind of um, grab bags um, after his death. And I was like, what is this? Why is this? They did that? Yeah. So, wait, I thought, so, how are you, was it, like, a, wait, what were they giving out? I can show you a picture of it. What is it that when you say I'm giving out an NFT? Because like NFTs are like a line of code. So what? Like was there art that they were giving out as well? What, what, what was happening here? And that's supposed to be a unique thing. So if you're giving it out, this is from Art Worlds, and this is what it looks like. What am I looking? At? <laughs> <laughs> a digital animation of the late Chadwick Boseman offered as an NFT in an unauthorized Oscar swag bag has created a stir online. It was created by a digital artist, Andre O'Shea, uh, depicting Mai Rainey's black bottom actor in gold as if he were himself as an Oscar statuette. So I guess that's him as an Oscar. His disembodied Zordon head? <laughs> this is his Oscar head? Okay, that's cool. Um, yeah, and it was so. I don't know how they did it, but it was something where it was going to be auctioned off on the online marketplace, Rarible, uh, but then it was pulled off the platform because of just outcry on it. Oh so my! So what God. were they giving away then? Was it like a USB stick? Where <laughs> they're like, "Here you go. I promise you, there's there's art <laughs> on this, and you are the unique owner of it, or you're the owner of a unique line of code that says you're the owner of it." You didn't make it. Oh, so here, so it was an association with it, and it's one of those things where, like, it says NFT in the swag bag, you skew, uh, you scan the QR code, <laughs> and then you get access to the site where it's sold. Oh. Yeah. Inside the $205,000 uh, gift bag, which also included a PETA emergency hammer to save dogs trapped in hot cars, and hollow tips 24k gold vape cartridges leave that dog alone the ac is on he's listening to his favorite music <laughs> was a coupon for the redemption of one of seven artist designed nfts so yeah it's just a coupon qr voucher for it on that marketplace all right but it's that thing where like digital artists and a lot of like celebrity types and people who just want to have the thing are just cashing in on the craze of it where it's like yeah i want that because it's what everybody's talking about. And even though people don't understand it and don't understand the ramifications of it, they have to have it. Right. I don't know, man. I was reading an article about its integration in the video games. Yeah. Um, so that, yeah. So how are they doing that? Because that makes no sense to me. So it doesn't make sense for a lot of reasons because there's no centralized... Like, we don't live in Ready Player One. There isn't a centralized video game internet, basically. Not yet. That's owned by one conglomerate. Not yet. Yeah, well, Facebook, now Meta. Yeah. That's going to be like a online VR space. So maybe they could do it there. God, I hope that man gets cancer. Now, <laughs> I... <laughs> now, the idea is that... Uh, so this is the problem, right? So the idea is that you have some sort of... Let, let, let's use like a, like a cosmetic as an example. If you have an NFT cosmetic that only you, the independent player, owns. Nobody else owns it. You own it. That's yours. You can sell it. You can say, oh, this is yours now. You can transfer it or something like that. But the idea is, let's say I'm, I'm playing FIFA. This is my jersey. It's got a it's got a weird uh, baboon on it or mm-hmm. something, right? And I – so a company would have to have some sort of continuity between its services to say that your NFT is, is available in multiple games. Otherwise, it's like what's the difference than a cosmetic I own for the single game in Fortnite as an NFT versus like – 
the one that everyone's buying. <laughs> like, who gives a shit, right? Like, cool. Oh, no. Somebody else has my fucking baboon jersey. <laughs> like, something's wrong here. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Who cares? The other problem is an NFT is typically, like, if, if a company like EA is going to support that, well, other companies aren't. Mm-hmm. They're not going to allow you, like, Capcom's not going to allow you to have Jill Valentine in your fucking baboon shirt. Like, they would have to have the right in- infrastructure and save porting to make that work like what what no that doesn't that cosmetic wouldn't make sense in that video game so it would only be shared amongst one company's games Mm -hmm. like reasonably if that's a thing right oh it's in fifa it's in madden it's in fucking you know my need for speeds right here's an nft of like pele in like the newest fifa right so it's like okay well that kind of doesn't make it seem very interesting and also like how to the average user why and how is that different than how you already make us pay for cosmetics and Mm -hmm. sport them in video games you know yeah like who cares what the fuck this one's unique (laughs) okay cool i guess right and so and then like there's other horrible examples like somebody used mario kart an example going like oh what if you could buy mario and only you own mario and you have like statistics and stats and stuff like that that are tethered to your playtime and your growth of mario individually nobody else can do that and then one day you decide i'm going to sell mario because he has value now he's mm-hmm. got a lot of value that i've accrued because of my experience with mario it reminds me of people selling their like world of warcraft yes <laughs> it, what's funny is like these things have existed in one form or another in different fashions one yeah. person mentioned like you know the whole like shared save state stuff that's something like bioware pioneered with like your story choices in mass effect mm-hmm. like being transferable across multiple games Th- this is not a revolution <laughs> you're just trying to make people pay for it <laughs> Like, that's the new problem. It's like, no, you're just trying to, to like, wrap it up in a buzzword and assign value to it and inflate that value by saying that this is worth something because it's more unique than ever. Hmm. What? It's a scam. It's a fucking scam, and people are feeding into it. What readily. Are, I gotta wonder hungrily. what the premium charges to for, like, an NFT and a fucking, like, I don't know, like, EA, like, the new Star Wars game, whatever, yeah. right? They're like, oh, there's gonna be a fucking, like, you know... Luke Skywalker NFT, like, you know, yeah. is it 10 bucks versus where I can get a normal thing for like five bucks? Like, you know. Well, that's the thing too, right? Like if they if they say that this is unique, like no other player is going to have this version of Luke Skywalker, he's winking at you real yeah. hard. Uh, this is going to be 50 bucks. Mm. They can set whatever fucking value, okay. right? They can look at what, what are the market value for this shit. What if somebody's walking around with a $10,000 winking Luke Skywalker <laughs> in Battlefield fucking 3, right? And there's like, a, oh, I click on the player icon and there's one unique string of code that says, this is the owner. And I say to myself, I wonder how I can get this man's IP address. <laughs> <laughs> it feels like just... A, like a gauche wild <laughs> wild west of digital buffoonery like it's so bad <laughs> I, I literally do not care for it i don't want to wrap my head around it because it's all stupid the, the the things you see people complaining about like on the internet where it's like oh somebody like post a picture of an nft and then they say like don't screenshot it right like, you can't do anything <laughs> with it like you can't do that that's mine i own that it's like you own the idea of a thing you own the digital imprint of a thing you don't own the thing it wasn't long before we uh assign values to abstract concepts even with fucking like art right like Mm -hmm. you know i own a print of a thing i don't own the original right like so rare things you own are original everything is a copy of a copy of a copy thank you tyler durden i get it but like and your ownership of the nft doesn't preclude the artist from mass distributing and making that art 
yeah. nonetheless. They could turn and do anything they want with it. Isn't that the funniest thing online? People are just like, don't fucking save my NFT. It's like, that's not the NFT. That's the art. That's a JPEG yeah. of the art. Yeah. That's a different concept than your fucking, your receipt that yeah. exists on some website that I don't check. So stupid. <laughs> like, this, this, um... This ownership over the internet thing, right? Like, it was bound to happen. Mm-hmm. It was super bound to happen that people just want to start carving out pieces of it like there's gold in them hills, mm-hmm. you know? And just say, like, I own this slice of the of the meta, <laughs> of the metaverse, right? And I think it, that's the point as a society that we need to push back and say, this is really stupid. Mm-hmm. You look stupid and sound stupid saying these things. And the fact that you're like making, trying to make a business off of this mm-hmm. is, well, one, it's a scam. Two, it makes you look greedy and idiotic. And I think we, need, as as a culture, as a society, we need to just push back really hard in NFT and say, no fucking way, dude. That's not where we're gonna go with this. It's it's tough, right? And yeah. this feels like a fucking Black Mirror episode coming to life in its own way, mm. where like everything about the world now and how people put themselves out there is now their online imprint, right? Like, oh yeah, I am my persona online. I am my, you know, my follower list. I am these things that, you know, and it's like people put so much stock and investment into like this digital imprint. Why wouldn't we get to the point where like art and ownership becomes this digital landscape as well? It's, Mm. I don't agree with it. I detest it. Right. Um, But it, it definitely felt, inevitable i I wish it was cooler because nothing about this is cooler cooler. like it kind of just sucks cryptocurrency like on the other hand it's like yeah like i could see maybe like the allure of investing in that because like people are making money off of it which Mm -hmm. is like yeah that's great make money right um but this is just like what is happening here what is happening You're buying receipts? Yeah. Like, the thing is, like, I don't want to say, oh, man, maybe, maybe I'm just too old to understand it. No. It's too fucking dumb to understand. It's too dumb to, to allow. It's one of those things that's just too stupid to allow. It's like, please, no. I don't want this. I don't want this to be the conversations for the next 10 years of, of internet before we figure out how to, like, I don't know, inject the internet behind our eyeballs and fucking blink web pages into existence. Which sounds way cooler. I, I would pay for that. That sounds great. <laughs> you know? I'll be like, oh man, how do I fix my fucking car engine? Let me just blink the right YouTube video into existence in my brain. Although I can do that with my phone. I don't know why I want it in my head, though. You know? You ever just want to think the internet, Daniel? No, I do not. Daniel's reading about NFTs right I, now. I am, actually, because I'm just like, let me go to... There's no explanation that's going to make it like make sense. The Wikipedia <laughs> of it. I've read many explanations of it, and it's all bad. It's all stupid. Yeah. And a lot of this is going to be a retread of what we've already talked about, what Kevin said. An NFT is a unique and non-interchangeable unit of data stored on a digital ledger blockchain. NFTs can be associated with easily reproducible items such as photos, videos, audio, and other types of digital files as unique items, analogous to a certificate of authenticity, and use blockchain technology to give the NFT a verified and public proof of purchase, like you said, a fucking receipt. Yeah, copies of the original file are not restricted to the owner of the NFT and can be copied and shared like any file. The lack of interchangeability <laughs> distinguishes NFTs from blockchain cryptocurrencies such as Bitcoin. The first NFT project was in 2015 on the Ethereum blockchain. Monetary value has grown in 2021 with sales of NFTs exceeding $2 billion during the first quarter of the year. That's fucking insane. It's insane. 
Because like two billion dollars buying fucking receipts of stuff that you don't own. No, that's cool. <sighs> that's the funniest thing though. Like you don't own the rights to like the art. Like yeah. like you couldn't be like, hey, this is my NFT. I'm gonna make like shirts and make money off of. No, no, you can't. You can't do that. Yeah, you literally. That, can't. The, the NFT doesn't cover that. Yeah. yeah, like that. No, no. <laughs> but I mean, there's so many like people in like printing in- industries or t-shirt industries or whatever merchandising industries where it's like i'm gonna just take this thing and print it on a shirt and i'm gonna walk away with that it. that does happen a lot like i'm not gonna ask for rights i'm not gonna like you know sign any contract work i'm just gonna do it so there are gonna be people who are gonna take this ugly ass chadwick boseman fucking nft and put it on a fucking like hat and it's just like you're missing the point you wouldn't right click save a car daniel <laughs> i might but i like my car yeah it's a good car this is um a pretty sad state of affairs for for the internet future gotta tell you i actually think ready player one was less embarrassing and that's an embarrassing piece of fiction (laughs) embarrassing you know it's one thing for grown man babies to get upset about a lack of pokemon in a pokemon (laughs) game or how nintendo is not changing their ways i think that's stupid this is actually legitimately stupid and i feel justified in being angry about this this. is hard this is a this is a hard pill to swallow but i don't have to swallow any pill because it's not real yeah just as much as i need a receipt to swallow the nft of the pill yeah so what do I, I gotta, gotta go to blockchain.com and be like, does Steven69420 own this baboon art? <laughs> why, why the baboon art? Why is it your go-to? Well, the thing is, like, the like the most popular NFTs out there are, like, monkey pictures. Oh, Have you seen that? No. It's, like, just weird art of, like, monkey heads and bullshit like huh. that. Yeah, that's why. It's, like, it's the joke is, like, oh, yeah, let me get some baboon art. <laughs> it's fucking weird. Oh, my God. Can we can we wash our palette of this? I want to own the NFT for the the hit film Congo. <laughs> I want to own or Congo. Mighty Joe Young. Mighty Joe Young. Or oh. Summer of Monkeys. Pick I'm going to have monkey a movie. conglomerate of all of these yeah. things, okay? And nobody can tell me that I don't own that film. Now, when they ask me, "Well, are you going to re-release this film?" I'm like, "Oh no, no, no! I don't. I don't have anything to do with that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I own a receipt in a digital closet somewhere." That you have to go check. You got to go find the closet, open the closet, and you'll see Kevin owns Mighty Joe Young, and you'll be happy to know that that's the truth. It takes me a lot to buy like even a piece of artwork, yeah, or something that I know is like a cool collectible thing. I'm never in my life going to buy digital art that I cannot see on a daily basis. You're not buying digital art. You're buying a string of code that says you own that art. Maybe. <laughs> No fucking thanks. Are you sure? Yeah. Oh, man. Well, I'm glad Jeff Keighley yeah. has strayed away from this idea. Thank you. We we will have another Game Awards that's just him having the best time. Well, did you did you see the write up? I did. I don't think it, I don't I don't think this is him making a stance. I think the moment that one of those fucking big old corporations that he works with tells him like, "Hey, we need to fucking have an ad for like FIFA NFTs." It's mm. going to happen. It's going to happen in the middle of the Game Awards, right? Mm. He's just saying we're not doing anything this year. Yeah. You're not going to walk out with, like, Mario NFTs and a fucking grab bag. Nah. I like it. So on Twitter, he he's he's his own hype man, right? He's got to hype up the Game Awards. Sure. The main thing for it is, like, venture into the unknown is, like, his, like, tagline for this one. (laughs) You know what are the most two common shared fears uh, that all people have? White men. Out of any society? Well, no, that's number three. Uh, the first would be the unknown. <laughs> and second would be isolation. Now, if you are in isolation and facing the unknown, well, you just have uh, you have a PB&J from hell. 
<laughs> so I'm not excited by the unknown, Jeff. Yeah. Because <laughs> at the end of the unknown could be a storage closet with a string of code that says <laughs> that Jeff Keeley owns the Game Awards on a little receipt. <laughs> Regardless if it's true. That's the only way we can come off of this. <laughs> I mean, well, si- sidebar, he is talking about it as being, like, the, the future of gaming. So, like, I'm interested to see, like, you know, what what next-gen things we're going to see, you know? Dog, every day is the future of gaming. <laughs> we live in it. Every day is That's the future fair. of gaming. I don't need to... Come on, Jeff. Just show me, like, some video games, dog. Yeah. I mean, there's a few things I'll hold out hope for. Like, I want to see, like, Dead Space remake footage. Dead Space remake? You know? Ooh. Give me like a teaser of like that Amy Henning Marvel game. Give me, give me just like a little, little, little teasers, little morsels. I want Death Stranding two, mm. part two. Give me the sequel. Let's get back in there. But I'm delivering NFTs <laughs> across <laughs> America. No, it can't be done. It can't be done. No, because the thing about uh, yeah. Kojima is he predicts the future in his games. Right. Right. That's right. He predicted memes. He predicted COVID. Yeah. So whatever his next game is is something we haven't even thought of yet. Oh, fucking laser sharks. <laughs> laser More sharks. More than likely. Be afraid of. Can you imagine you go to the store one day? You see a red light in the alley. Mm-hmm. You see a shark, too. Wait, how are these images related? Oh, it's a floating shark with a laser on its head. <laughs> That's a problem. Oh, speaking of. One year PlayStation 5. <laughs> Yeah. Daniel. Yeah, I know. I, One I, year anniversary right here. Two anniversaries. Two important anniversaries in gaming. Well, one of them's important to us because we actually got our hands on the console. Right. The other one being uh, <laughs> Skyrim is 10 years old. Oh. Oh, yeah. Actually. Yeah, yeah. On November 11th, it turned 10. You going to pick up the anniversary edition? No. Cool. <laughs> My remaster edition on the PS4, I don't even think I've opened. I have one, too. Yeah. And I play like 10 minutes of it. And I was like, oh, Skyrim's kind of boring. Mm-hmm. Witcher's so much better. <laughs> but yeah, it's just because of the combat. Yeah, the combat's really bad in Skyrim. Mm-hmm. How? What? I mean, I love the sense of exploration and the quest lines and like literally everything you're doing in Skyrim. It's just like, I wish it played a little better. You what, know? what is it with RPG fans that they're willing to have like dog shit combat in favor of like, well, just give me an engrossing story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, what? why not both? Why not both? There's one game that managed it. It was called Kingdoms of Amalur. It was okay. Mm, yeah, I didn't talk about much that. Um, so, yeah. a year of PlayStation 5. Wow, yeah. bud. A lot of I, great games came out, I think. It's it's weird, right? Because like, I think it was a pretty strong launch <laughs> yeah. for how limited it was. And even considering the lack of availability of consoles, right? Yeah. I think it was October. There was an estimated like over 12 million units that it shipped for the PlayStation 5. Which is like... It's soft, but it's just because of the fact that, like, they're not available mm. is the thing. You know? I thought it was outselling PS4, like, in its first year yeah, as well. So it's doing well, and there's demand for it. But mm-hmm. um, I think the question that I keep on getting asked, because, well, obviously a lot of people don't have the PlayStation 5, is, mm-hmm. is it worth getting it right now? So one year into it, mm-hmm. I would say that there's no console in the history of consoles that was worth getting in the first year of its ex- 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 existence, unless you were, like crazy about one franchise or a game that came out for it yeah but yeah uh, we still sucker ourselves into that i gamer of, cursed of buying something in the launch year. Yeah, yeah, yeah i want it <laughs> it's i do it anyway so i can report back to the people on the save room taylor's edition i think there's two ways to look at it right um if you didn't own a playstation 4 yep it's totally worth it right 
because like mm-hmm. the exclusives that get, did come out right so like Returnal Deathloop for now Demon Ratchet Souls. and Clank Demon Souls uh, Spider-Man Miles Morales but even though that was on the PS4 as well yeah. um, and then like you know some other stuff like even the PS5 upgrades of games um, they're great they perform well uh, they make great use of the dual sense. Uh, it's a good showcasing of you know what the hardware can do. So for people who haven't had it before, obviously the new games, it's like ooh shiny new thing, right? And then if you haven't had access to like you know PlayStation Four games, the collection of twenty games that they have baked into like PlayStation Plus is great. Mm-hmm. I think that's a good way to like be like oh what were the ga- the hottest games that I missed you know from last gen? Oh you got Uncharted, you got The Last of Us, right? You got Monster Hunter, you got Final Fantasy, you got Resident Evil. Like there's a good like kind of ball of like everything for everyone, which is nice. And then even outside of that, right? You have like your you know PlayStation Now if you're into that. Uh, you have your PlayStation Plus monthly offerings, and then like you just have other stuff because like backwards compatibility is the thing. <clears throat> For the most part, right, with PS4 games, where it's like you pop in any PS4 disc and play it. Mm -hmm. So if you did not have a PS4 or PS3 even, I think the PlayStation 5 is highly worth it for, like, newcomers if they, you know, couldn't get their hands on a console before. For whatever reason, right? Maybe you're a lapsed gamer and you're just getting into it. Yeah, if you somehow didn't get the, what are the most popular consoles in existence, the PS4... Like, it was just a whole generation gone to well, you. Yes, the PS5 is going to be a fucking avalanche of good times for you. Like, I, I think of somebody like... Uh, but I don't think that's who's asking us the question. Though. No. I think of somebody like my uncle, right, who he's been kind of all over the place with gaming, right? Like, he yeah. had his Nintendo consoles. He had an Xbox at some point. But he was never in the PlayStation family, right? Mm-hmm. PlayStation 5 was his onboarding to everything PlayStation. And, you know, he caught up on all these games that he'd heard people talking about online or us talking about. And, like, I think it's, it's really special for, you know people like that who have never had the exposure to it um but like to what you're saying right the people who are asking like, that's what i was asking you know if i was that's a playstation four like two to three to four to five fan right is yeah. playstation five worth it i would still say yeah because mm-hmm. like i think it was a stronger launch than the playstation four sure. there was a stronger launch than the playstation three like it came out of the gate with like some pretty good games like I was happy picking up fucking Demon Souls and, you know, Spider-Man Miles Morales. Like, that gave me, like, a, a month of, like, really cool stuff to, like, you know, bite down on. And I think that the problem is, like, it's just the slow trickle of, like, new stuff along the way, right? Like, I didn't think we were going to get, like, 50 fucking door-stomping fucking games from, from Sony first-party studios. But, like, the stuff we've gotten, I've really enjoyed, right? It sucks because it's just, like, well... It was a console launch in the midst of a pandemic, right? So, you know, outside of the hardware getting, you know, stock shortages, games are getting delayed because of various reasons, right? Work from home situations, stuff getting pushed back, you know, babies on the internet. So there's just so much that's pushing out the catalog further and further. Babies on the internet. I don't know. I think think it's worth it, but that's just kind of my take on it. Mm -hmm. Um, I think there is the attractive idea of like having two different versions of the SKU, right? Uh, between the digital version and the uh, SSD version. Yeah, I think um, it's tough because like I've talked to a bunch of people that just like are on the opposite spectrum say they don't think it's worth it. And usually it's people that don't have it <laughs> that say that, uh, which is interesting, right? But I think um, when you think when you think about the individual taste of certain people, yeah, there isn't like, for instance, there isn't an RPG for the PlayStation 5 right now that would like cater to RPG fans. 
like that isn't available on PS4. Like mm-hmm. Tales of Arise, that's on PS4, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Things like that. So that so it's missing like a huge swath right there. And then uh, of the games, like Demon Souls is not for everybody. That's a, that's like some people look at Demon Souls and fucking just roll their eyes and go like, no, I don't want to play like a fucking hard game, mm-hmm. right? And um, other people don't give a shit about Marvel, right? So it's like if you're like in this like spectrum and like looking at Sony exclusives, you really have Ratchet and Clank and Returnal. You, if, you, if you already passed up on Demon Souls, you are so unlikely to pick up Returnal. <laughs> I don't know. I, there's you know? literally a game for every type of gamer that's an exclusive right now. RPG? Which one? Okay, save for RPG. That's a big fucking market. <laughs> well, yeah, especially with like uh, yeah the Sony fan base as a whole, because like we always, you know, as being North American gamers, yeah. we forget how big it is in Japan, yeah. right? But like whatever, man. Like fucking Final Fantasy VII <laughs> Integrate. That was a PS5 exclusive. Yeah, so like, there's that, right? There's family games. You have Kena Bridge of Spirits. You have fucking right. Ratchet and Clank. You have shooters, right? I think Deathloop is a pretty there, yeah. yeah the fucking Call of Duty Vanguard. Um, I think. Deathloop was a fun action shooter yeah. slash puzzle game slash stealth game slash whatever the fuck. No, I mean, you I'm call it. I'm in that in that bucket. But yeah. here's the thing about these games: there's one game for everyone out there. The the thing that people like want like a conversation that I've had recently was that like I'm not going to pick up a console until there's at least twenty to fifty games. That's crazy. And I'm like, yeah, that's crazy for the first year of a fucking game in the yeah. middle of a pandemic or the middle of a or sorry. The first year of a console's life cycle, <laughs> you're not going to have, like, 50 fucking games that are going to hit you, dog. You know? Like, that's not where we're at yet, realistically. So, yeah, if, you, if you're thinking in your head that I need to have, like, a Steam library's worth of games... It's never going to happen. Uh, you're going to have to wait until, like, year three. <laughs> well, that's the problem with any console in its first year. Look yeah. at the Nintendo Switch, right? Like, it had a handful of, like, pretty great first-party exclusives. It had two games. Between, like... Yeah, it had... A- it had uh legends of the breath of the wild it had super mario odyssey uh it didn't have it at launch odyssey it had it in launch year launch year yeah okay. it was that september yeah uh mario kart 8 deluxe which people are still pretty hot about but yeah. the thing that pads it out is second and third party support and right. back catalog stuff that's how I feel about PlayStation Five. There's yeah. a bunch of third-party support there, and also it's really cool having all the upgraded versions of uh, PS4 games. I thought it was great going back to Ghost of Tsushima and having a beautiful, no lag, like no save loading edition of the game. Uh, Miles Morales is definitive on PlayStation Five, yeah. even if you can play it on PS4. Uh, Mortal Kombat Eleven beautiful on the motherfucking ps5 actually that was some of the most fun that i've had was all these upgrades to games that already had my library so i didn't feel like there's a shortage of things to fucking play just because like i was hanging my hat on like the five exclusives for like the first like three or four months of because like no no i was like no 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 no. there's all these other fucking games uh they re-released a a ps5 edition of jedi fallen order that Mm -hmm. looks fucking buck nasty on there yeah like just fucking the last of us part two got a ps5 upgrade your first like three months it was like literally like ooh. What game could I reinstall from the PS4 yeah. that has an upgrade? Yeah, and see what it looks trying like. Everything you're doing. Exactly. Borderlands, you're doing Mortal Kombat. Borderlands Borderlands 3 has a PS5 edition. And like that was the cool thing, too. There's So there was either upgrades to the PS4 edition, or it was a straight up, here's a free PS5 version of this game. Yeah. Final Fantasy XIV mm-hmm. got a PS5 yeah. edition that runs completely smoothly and loads super fucking buttery quick. Now, while it's nice, I yeah. still think that execution of how to do it is super convoluted. Yeah. Like, okay, so I got to have my PS4 version installed, upload my save data to the cloud. Yeah. 
install the PS5 version, download my save data from the cloud. It, I don't know. It feels like so many steps of it versus like, you know. Plug it I, in and there. Yeah, as opposed <laughs> to like the Xbox right now, who's also on their one year anniversary, where uh, smart delivery is just like it's so much more convenient. Yeah. Um, but, you know, the thing is with the upgrades, right? Low times are fucking snappy as hell, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's it's quick instancing. You're in the game. You're fucking going from moment to moment. With with some of the PS4 to PS5 upgrades, you sacrifice like the I guess development for like haptic support and stuff like that. But the haptic feedback isn't for everybody anyway. Yeah. A lot of the games sometimes it's annoying. Yeah, some sometimes it's a pretty annoying. And I hate a game that has that uses a speaker for sound. Jesus Christ! Stop fucking squawking at that me. That was. All of Deathloop. Fucking hate it. Like here, yeah, Juliana squawked oh, I turned that my off. fucking microphone. Turn that shit off. It's so fucking yeah. annoying. I hate it when they do that. Oh, you're on radio com, so why not have the controller squawk <laughs> at you? Fucking bullshit, dude. Returnal doesn't let you turn it off, which pissed me off. There was another game that doesn't let you turn it off, too, mm. which I was like, what's wrong? Oh, yeah, the medium doesn't let you turn it off. Mm. And I thought that was fucking annoying. I was streaming, and I had to hold my fucking DualSense up to the, the microphone so people could hear, like, all the, the files in the game are, like, spoken through the controller speaker. It's stupid as shit, dude. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I, as far as the hardware itself, it's like, yeah, it, it's, it feels a little more iterative than it does, like, you know, a revolution or a big turn. But PS4 was pretty fucking good at the tail end of its generation, which it's still go- ongoing for many people, right? PS4 mm-hmm. is still in play for people. Which is a fact. But since I've gotten my PS5, I don't turn my PS4 on. It's not even plugged in. It's nowhere near it because I don't need it. There's all the experiences that I've come to expect and want are on my PlayStation. And even with the media apps too, like Netflix, Hulu, fucking mm-hmm. Disney Plus, all the rest of them are there. Uh, Amazon Prime looks like dirt on the PlayStation for some reason. Mm-hmm. Don't know why. You need to fix that. It's really ugly. Like the compression's disgusting and it's also too dark for some reason. Mm-hmm. But everything else looks pretty good. Uh, yeah, it, it just has everything there. And they've had little quality of life features. Like you were talking about the problem with like, the, there's this one bug where if I'm plugging in the PS4 edition, but trying to play the downloaded PS5 edition, cause I mm-hmm. got it for free from the disc, like Assassin's Creed, uh, Valhalla, mm-hmm. it would like automatically start downloading the PS4 edition and be like, no, stop that. Yeah. Stop that shit. They fix that bug. And they also have a clear marker on the screen of this is the PS4 or PS5 edition now, which is nice. That kind of fixes that problem. But we are getting into, like, I feel like in the tail end of this year, I'm plugging in less um, PS4 to PS5 games. And there's just PS5 supported games now. Mm-hmm. Like I said, Far Cry 6, Tales of Rise, PS5 editions. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, I don't have to worry about older discs anymore. So that'll, I think that'll get phased out. Like, come in the future you know mm-hmm. where that won't be as much of like a concern um but yeah i have yeah having a great time with ps5 it's fine yeah i would say overall it's worth it but i can understand somebody's reticence for it mm-hmm. um 500 for like the disc version <clears throat> is a lot it's steep yeah and i understand that like it's a hard economy right now mm-hmm. you know if, it's hard if, to get these bitches yeah, too. if you can even get one right yeah so. But yeah, I don't know. I, I don't have as much cynicism about the PS5. I would definitely not look at it and be like, this is not worth it mm-hmm. as a console. I was like, no, it's pretty good. Like, I like, I, but I'm the kind of game player where it's like, I'm not one of those, like, I can play a game in 30 frames at fucking 720 and be okay. Kind of like, I've become uh, more of a uh, snob when it comes to my visual. So I like a game running at, at fast, uh, a fast FPS, 60 frames, mm-hmm. and as close to 4k as possible in most yeah. instances and ps5 delivers that without having any hitches or well ps4 pro is supposed to be that right mm-hmm. 
and it had problems. It ran hot, it yeah. ran loud, and its performance would take a hit. Uh, the newer games that would come out, right? You would plug it in and be like, oh my god. <laughs> yeah, it was <clears throat> tragic to see because, like, you got that yeah. PS4 Pro Spider Man edition, and it's mm-hmm. like, that should have been, like, the hot console. And it's yeah. like, it is it a hot console. It sounded like a fucking jet engine yeah, fucking getting fucking terrible. launched off every other minute. Uh, right. My PS5, it, 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 it rocks. It rolls with these games. It has no problem. And it's instant loading shit and Ratchet and Demon Souls. It's cool stuff. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. So I had, a good, I had a good first year because honestly, out of that catalog of games that came out of like the exclusives, I'm like, yo, almost like 70% of them like, were like, were for me. Mm-hmm. I was like, fucking yeah. Demon Souls, fantastic. Returnal, fantastic. Spider-Man, fantastic. Mm-hmm. Even Ratchet and Clank, I was like, yo, this was really good time. Mm-hmm. Like, come on. Yeah. I'm probably not going to pick up Kenna. <laughs> yeah. I think uh, that's something over time where I kind of like uh, yeah. cool down on my, my yeah. fervor for it. But yeah. yeah. I don't know. It's 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 an impressive console for what it does, and yeah, granted, like consoles, like you said, they're only going to get more iterative over time. Like you know, what we want the PS6 to do 8K. Why hmm. can we even process things at 8K properly? I don't even know. I will say 4K has been around for 10 years. Wow. Wow. Right. Yeah. We we talk about 4K and it's like, oh, that's a recent thing. Like not anymore, man. Mm-hmm. Not anymore. No, because that was like a lot of them pushing for 4K on the fucking PS4. Yeah. Before that, so that's why people are like, why isn't 4K on the Switch? Like, because it's been fucking a decade. Like, yeah. it should be a thing, right? But, you know, whatever. I think a lot of the stuff I had <laughs> as kind of, like, launch console qualms, they've fixed, too, which is nice. Mm-hmm. Like, they've done a lot of good, like, firmware updates for, like, controller support where, like, you know, fucking weird stick drift and things like this and, like, you know, haptic support. Okay, wait, that's one thing. Mm. My original DualSense uh, stick drifted and still uh, drifts to this day. Damn. Yeah, and that's, like... that. It's only a year old. Like, that shit went out quick. Mm. So that's one thing. They're making fucking cheap-ass controllers these days. And they're marketing them for, like, what? Like, 70 bucks? So about 70 bucks yeah. these days. The thing is, the DualSense 5, I really like. I think it's a nice little evolution. Yeah. Uh, it's a soft evolution of the DualShock 4. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it feels good. It's sturdy. Uh, the haptic triggers feel really good, especially for shooters and stuff. But that's in one complaint where it's like the sticks are cheap. Mm. Cheap sticks. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. Listen, it's not going to be an Elite controller with those fucking greats. I heard somebody had an Elite controller that fucking broke on Oh, them. really? Yeah, that's an expensive break. That's like 100 plus bucks. <sighs> yeah. And yeah, one of our friends, I think it was... Was it... Uh, what's his name? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I... Ziger. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I thought he had an Elite controller break. He that did. sucks. It does suck, yeah. Because like you said, that's like a $100 job at most. Yeah, Jesus Lord. I don't know. I like it. Uh, my bitching and moaning about like the trophy uh, UX and UI, like they fix, which is nice. They fixed it. Yeah. Um, there's still a weird nesting of menus here and, th- and there on things, but mm-hmm. like you know, overall, like I like it. I wish there was a bit more like customization with it, right? Folders. Like, I, yeah, like folders. I do miss like having a cool like you know um, dynamic background right. that, that you could have on the PS4, uh, oh, the cross media yeah. bar or whatever it is now on the the PS5 where it's like you tab between games and media. It just feels very like generic. Sure. Um, it's like yeah, I get like that's what these tabs are for, but like I want it to be more uniquely me. Kind yeah. of thing, but yeah, the other thing too is the storage of one terabyte one year into this, it's not enough. Yeah, it's you not enough. Just got Call of Duty Vanguard, and it's like what 200 gigs almost 194.5 gigabytes insane. to install the full game. 
And the thing is, like, when you get the console, you don't even get, like, the full terabyte. Like, it's only, like, 800 gigabytes that you have free. Yeah, that's that's one thing. Like, I'm sure that they did that for pricing's sake. Like, they didn't want to, like, charge 650 to get you, like, a 2 terry in there. But it's, like, it sucks, right? And I think only in the last few months have there been compatible hard drives that are SSD and capable of, like, keeping up with these bitches. Like, the ones that you can install inside of it. Mm-hmm. You still got to rip open this console somehow. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get one eventually. Because I'm, I'm sick of this shit. I'm so sick of it. Yeah. Like, get a four terabyte or something like that. But, like, Jesus Lord. Like, I have to want to to spend 200 plus bucks on that. If they drop, like, a two terabyte model yeah. in, like, a few years, would you get it? Uh, like, a different model of the console? Yeah. I think I might just get another, just a hard drive. Just mm. a different hard drive for okay. it. Like, because you have to swap out the internal. Yeah. I don't know if they make external ones because, like, I don't think the USB is fast enough to like do the SSD swappage. No, like, probably not. Because yeah. you can only store like uh, PS4 games right now yeah. on externals. I don't know if they added. So- I think they did add support for external PS5 ones. Oh, I did they? Up. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, because that's been the thing for like the last year that that I was aware of. That like you know I could only store PS4 games on my external and play it on the console. Um, it's created a lot of like I have to shuffle my data around, you know, to make sure I'm prioritizing playing a PS5 game, uh, like installed on console. But okay, you have to. Um, so you can have you can store PS5 games in external, but you can't play off of the external. Games yeah. have to be installed on the Install PlayStation state. to play it. Yeah, which is different for PS4 games. You can play them right off the external. Mm-hmm. Sucks. So you still have to make like these trades, these trade offs for data. Yeah, it's it's rough, um, and I'm sure like you know, it's pissing off like PC yeah. connoisseurs left and right. Where it's like, oh, why would I do that? I have infinite space here. Yeah. My PC games, my PC games. Um, the- other things, I don't know. I wish there was more of like an impressive suite of like DualSense colors and like maybe even a design lab where it's like, oh, why can't I do like a custom mm-hmm. like DualSense? Like we've gotten what four different colors of the DualSense since it launched, like the white. You have the cosmic red. I have like the, the black. Wasn't yeah. it like a weird orange one? Or am I thinking of like no. PS4 controllers? It was just three of them. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's just like, why not have more variations on it? Why I don't can't, know. Why can't I customize a dual sense? I don't know. It's weird. And cosmic red's not real red. No, it's like a fucking fuchsia or like. I, I need a blood red. Yeah. I want I want to look down and think my hands are bloody. Yeah. I'm going, what's going on? Oh, I'm afraid. <laughs> and then the speaker screams at me. That's what I want. I want to be afraid when I play video games. That's a fair. Bring fair, back the fear, fair Sony. <laughs> uh, what do you think it needs to do in its year two? I mean, obviously we have More some games. Like, pretty big, you know, first party <laughs> games coming out or quote thought to come out. Right? We have Horizon Forbidden West. We have God of War Ragnarok for some time. Yep. Final Fantasy 16 is supposed to be an exclusive that still feels like vaporware. Yeah, it's not coming out next year. Yeah, I can guarantee that Final Fantasy 16 is not coming out next I, year. I thought we would have gotten it at like the last day to play if it was going to be something this yeah. year or next year. But yeah, it's yeah, not. it doesn't seem like it, right? And I don't think they're going to do a same year same year announcement where it's like stay to play like next you know spring or whatever. They're mm-hmm. like, oh, it's coming out in October. No way, that, that's coming out 2023 for sure. Yeah, especially um, while. I don't know. It's I mean it's separate development teams, right? But like the, mm. obviously Final Fantasy VII remake is still a thing that's fucking you know being worked by Final Fantasy d- yeah. dev team. So yeah, which is probably why Yoshi P is directing the sixteen instead yeah. of uh, Nomura or whatever, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, makes sense. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Year two. I think looking at 
again, like we still don't have a great answer to Game Pass. Mm-hmm. There is an answer, and it's not integrated with everything else. So, for instance, PlayStation Plus is its own subscription, whereas PS Now is different. Mm. The first step is integrating those two into something that's like makes sense together. Yeah, right. Kind of like how Xbox kind of merged the idea of games with gold and then yeah. their online system. Right, like that's that needs to happen because otherwise, like it's always going to be very like thought of as separate entities, and they're not they're not going to be beloved in the same way. Mm-hmm. You need to integrate those experiences, I think, to like make an impact. I don't think Sony's ever going to go out of their way to do the Game Pass thing, where it's like you're going to get day and date releases and stuff like that. They're they're just not. That's not their business model, mm-hmm. and they technically don't have to because they're pretty successful not doing it so far, right? Because again, they they view their catalog as the criterion of gaming, yeah. right? Um, so it makes sense that they're going to make you pay for these exclusives. And, uh, when it comes to PC ports, you're gonna have to wait a year plus two. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, I mean, I think that is a cool thing that they're doing. I forget the branding for what it's called hmm. because they have their own like PC. PlayStation and PC or whatever. Yeah. It's like its own like unique ID now, which is pretty cool. Um, but yeah, it's going to be one of those things where like ramping up to the idea of a new IP or a sequel, right? Then you're going to get the first game. Like with, uh, with, Horizon Forbidden West, we just recently got Horizon Zero Dawn on PC, right? Yeah, and yeah. God of War is on PC now. So, like, I think it's cool that they're doing it, but it's just, like, you know, they they bided their time to do it. And they will continue to. Yeah. That, that that's They're not going to cannibalize their no. their PlayStation market for that because they feel like there's probably some overlap. There is plenty of overlap, right? There's plenty mm-hmm. of PlayStation users that have PC. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but um, I don't know. I think that's one thing that I want to see them just kind of like push a little bit more and be like, here's a catalog of games that are available to you with one subscription price right? Mm-hmm. rather than it be like separated right now. Plus, uh, I don't want to stream games as much as i want to just be able to download games xbox game pass style so that would be cool but other than that like i don't know if there's anything with the hardware that i really need to see change like it's it's doing its job yeah i'd like to see more experiences tailored for the capabilities of playstation instead of doing the whole it has to work on ps4 it has to work on ps5 Mm -hmm. thing like i want more ps5 uh, created games, mm-hmm. right? Where it's like, it's going to use the SSD. We're going to see cool, like instant loading of worlds and not just because to like make, you know, walking through doors quicker. We want to do it where it's like games like the medium and, um, ratchet and clank. Like we get more stuff like that where we're instant loading in entirely different worlds in, in a second. Like that, that I want more of that, more mm-hmm. gameplay features that fuck with that idea. Right. Maybe I'm shooting planets out of a gun. <laughs> Would be pretty cool. I mean, we got life on it. We got kind of close with uh, Ratchet and Clank's suite of guns. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I think it's part of the problem, too, where it's like they're trying to milk both generations best they can, especially because there's a lack of availability of like hardware. Hmm. Where it's like, well, we want this game to be available everywhere because that's how we're going to make the most money out of it. By doing that, you spread resources thin, you spread how it handles on one hardware or another. Like, you kind of just mute it at that point. Mm -hmm. Where it's like, yeah, I would like, you know. God of War and Horizon Zero Dawn to be exclusives and not have to be available on both fucking PS4 and PS5. But, yeah, you but, know. you know, from a business uh, standpoint, are we going to say no to, like, 100-plus million uh, install base, you yeah. know, for the sake of, what, 14 million right now? Yeah. So it's like, yeah, <laughs> Like, I get it. I get it. Like, it's going to be that way for a while. Probably longer than even what Sony anticipated, right? Mm-hmm. They, they probably like, oh, we'll support it for like two years. Like, nah, it's probably gonna have to be like more like three to four mm-hmm. thanks to uh, shortages in the pandemic. Do you remember how long we were getting fucking PS3 games for? Yeah, wow. It was like fucking, it felt like until 2015 we were still getting like PS3 yeah. games coming out. Yeah, because there's, <laughs> so. there's just a bigger install base, yeah. right? Like not everyone's gonna jump on over, right? I, I, 
I think what's interesting about the last generation is that it, I feel it was like one of the most affordable generations for gaming. Like getting a PS4 entry level was like what, like four hundred bucks. Yeah. PS3 when it came out was, was like six hundred. Yeah, it was ridiculous. Yeah, like shit. And then Xbox 360 had weird pricing schema like for their shit, where it's like there's three models for all sorts of the mid-sized home and shit like that. It's like oh, what, what? <laughs> Clean this up a little bit, right? But yeah, five hundred still steep for people for sure. Five hundred for a machine that has a couple of exclusives that you might be really down with versus mm-hmm. a machine that's like just spend 500 and get game pass and you have like a whole fucking library mm-hmm. that's a tough war to play right now right yeah <laughs> that's a tough one yeah it's interesting thinking about the two games kind of in parallel across their launch years mm. or like i don't feel like microsoft really brought it in terms of like exclusivity but they're no. bringing it in terms of the promise of a future, like a great Xbox future, you know, with them having uh, acquired Bethesda and all these other studios, and then like just what they're doing with Games Pass is it's impressive, right? Um, Sony could be doing the bare minimum with that, right? If they had at least come out the gate with something equivalent to that, we would be singing the praises of fucking PS5. We'd be like, oh yeah, there's no reason you shouldn't have this, mm-hmm. right? But you know, because. Herman and crew want it to be so boutique, you know, there's going to be caveats here and there. Yeah. Kind of sucks. Yeah, from my standpoint, it's it sounds like Sony's bringing, like, better games to the market, but Xbox is bringing better service to the market. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, shit, you know? Like, if you want to play a numbers game, there seems like there's more value coming out of Xbox right now than what Sony's doing. Mm-hmm. But it's also, like, that volume... That value proposition is based off of volume versus, like, what you consider quality. Mm-hmm. Like, I would... Again, Spider-Man motivates me. Mm-hmm. Demon Souls motivates me. Uh, the upcoming God of War and all that—that that, that motivates mm-hmm. me. Wolverine, the game, yeah, motivates me over like, oh yeah, you know, I might have access to like a slew of indies that I'll play for five minutes, and then maybe Outriders will be available day mm-hmm. one. You know that kind of shit where it's like, oh, oh okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Game Pass is a great deal, right? Yeah. But it, it doesn't tell me to like just oh Sony, let me cut you off, baby. Mm-hmm. They're doing the right thing over here. No, <laughs> I, Sony's still in the game, strong. Yeah, I want to branch off. Actually, I want to just kind of sever the idea rather of like the fact that like one console has to be the console killer for another, right? We have three mm-hmm. unique console manufacturers right now in the space, all doing things that like bring merits to their player base, right? There was nothing that Sony was going to do that was going to kill the Xbox and vice versa. And I, yeah. I need people to stop fucking thinking about like this console war, you know, as this thing that needs to be ever raging. It's like, stop it. Stop saying Sony Pony. Stop saying Xbox. Just yeah. fucking like enjoy what you enjoy, right? Like, you know, everything is going on. Everything that's going on right now is impressive. And it's only going to get better over the next like, you know, two to five to ten years, right? And mm-hmm. I do think we're in for a long console generation with this one just because of like the slow kickoff and shortage availabilities and all that so. yeah i feel like a very prolapsed uh thing for mm-hmm. sure yeah well that was what the ps3 was like a 10-year console generation which is unheard of yeah um but the economy was shit <laughs> yes the economy extended that because uh the life cycle of a console is supposed to be five to seven years yeah yeah it didn't happen there <laughs> and so people are like oh yeah what the fuck they're talking about ps5 already and it's like we haven't hit 10 years of this and it's like yeah well <laughs> that's that's kind of normal actually <laughs> We're back to normal. <laughs> but now we're not. Now it's abnormal again. Yay! <laughs> and we didn't anticipate that until it happened. <laughs> Great! But yeah, I like my PS5. I do too. I wish it was prettier, but you know, it is what it is. It's an ugly console. It's an ugly son of a bitch. An ugly console. Yeah, yeah the Xbox looks so good. 
it's a big old brick, but it's like it's a solid brick. Well, even the fact that like their two different models look drastically different between the Series S and X. Oh, the Series like, S looks like garbage. Yeah. What the fuck? What? what? Why is it like a big old speaker on the big like top of it? I don't know. I think what is that grill I think doing? It's slim. I don't like that thing. Fucking the Series X looks like a just fucking big old bazooka. Yeah, dude. It's time know. to kill. It's... <laughs> it's time to fire it off. Yeah. Yeah. But I want a Series X. I want to get one. Yeah, um, you've been trying to get it like at every opportunity. And... Yeah, every time that I see Wario 64 go, oh my god, they're, Walmart's going to have some. And then like I add the cart and then the fucking whole website crashes and fucking uh, Wall Goggins or whatever the owner apologizes and goes, sorry, Kevin. Maybe, maybe next time, boy. Wall, Wall Goggins? <laughs> yeah, I forget what the company was called uh, that owns Walmart. Uh, like their, their last name's like Waltons or something like uh, that. Okay. Yeah. Wall Goggins says, sorry, boy. Maybe uh, I can interest you in a Series S. No. No. Oh, we don't want that. I don't, I need it. I need to be able to play Black Ops Original. No. I have the disc still. It's it's degrading every second. <laughs> I only have so much time left with my Black Ops original Wall Goggins <laughs> of Walmart fame. Fuck. Well, happy birthday, PlayStation Five. Happy birthday, Thank PlayStation Five. Thank you for the, the last year of uh, gaming in a pandemic and yeah. killing our social lives. Thanks for the laughs. Yeah. <laughs> it's a funny console. <laughs> it's a lot of jokes. Thanks for all the the, the giggles, uh, man. Well, do you want to land this thing? Let's land. It's dead. It's dead. It's gone. Went away. <laughs> well, thank you for listening to the Save Room Taylor's version. Once again, the only and greatest video game podcast. The on only non fungible podcast. The only non fungible tokenized uh, podcast on the internet. Thank yeah. you, everybody. Uh, you can find us on the socials at Save Room Show if need be. I don't really look at it anymore. I think Twitter is uh, it's, it's a death spiral a death spiral bro you're on twitter all the time though. yeah anyway yeah uh <laughs> <laughs> i do some retweets here and there you know yeah there you keep, go. It, keep it voluminous yeah but you know then again otherwise you can listen to this podcast uh, you're listening on something right now yeah. uh soundcloud.com slash save show spotify itunes google play and even stitcher probably still i don't know haven't checked in a while i don't know if they have an app or not probably do everyone has a fucking app. everybody's got an app everyone's got a fucking app <laughs> where's my nft even an app there's so many things that I still prefer the web version, though, over the app. Like which what? is, uh, like, Gmail is one. Yeah. A few other things. You know? YouTube! That, that's what shocked yeah, me. Yeah, the YouTube Shocked me to my sucks. fucking core. <laughs> I was like, dude, I only use the YouTube app. What? Mm-hmm. It's meant for YouTube. You can do things like flip the screen and, whoa, it goes full screen and shit. What? You can do that anyway in browser. Can you do that anyway in browser mode? Yeah. Hmm. What if they deprecate it? Like, oh, you gotta download the app. You well, gonna be mad? I, it's gonna happen eventually where they just fucking app lock things where it's like oh you want this experience you gotta do the app like every time i log into google it's like you sure you don't want the the gmail app and i'm like i'm sure I'm you sure, sure about this pretty sure it's here for you might make my life easier but i'm sure yeah. sure um and you can also find us on the twitch sphere kevin over at twitch.tv slash the red herb and me where the dungeons and daniels roam there you go nft <laughs> i fucking hate it man it gives me indigestion i remember that acronym <laughs> haven't heard it in a while I, I take out a cigarette that I don't own. Yeah. You don't smoke And anything. I grab a lighter that I also don't own. That's my lighter. And I search for the flame that I do own in a closet somewhere. <laughs> That's the only thing I want to feel yeah. burning up the planet. Not yeah. data mining, crypto mining, whatever. It's more of a like a gesture than it is the act. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I own the idea of going to smoke this cigarette. <laughs> but I can't do it. 
That's very futuristic of you. I can't do it. <laughs> okay, just remember. All right, I'll hold you to that, man. All right. All right, guys. Well, thanks for listening. Goodbye.